The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, dear listener. Uh, Ian Lee, the late night alternative on Talk Radio Week Two. Without um, uh, Catherine, we have Cass in the um, uh, uh, pilots, co-pilots. It's, you decide. I don't care. She's in a seat. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. At midnight, we are speaking to a gentleman in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, in uh, I believe that's in the United States of America because he has made. An absolutely brilliant film um, about Sly and the Family Stone. And I didn't know anything about um, Sylvester Stone and his family. I didn't know anything. Um, And I watched the film, and you know me, if something is a bit ropey, we won't get them on. Uh, The film is flipping brilliant. It's called On the Sly. And I don't know when it's getting released over here. I know it's played, I think it might have played at the Edinburgh Festival, I think. 
Um, so I don't know if, if and when it's getting released over here. So yeah, I feel it is my job to tell you about works of art that you may or may not be able to get access to at a certain part in your life. Um, tomorrow, um, we're going to play out the interview I did with two of my favourite comedians, uh, Tim Heidecker from uh, Tim and Eric, and Greg Turkington from um, uh, Decca, and um, I think he pops up in Tim and Eric as well. Now, most of you won't know who they are. Well, 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 um, you should go out and buy Tim and Eric DVDs. They're, they're brilliant. I watched the Tim and Eric movie again this weekend. Flipping heck, man. It is, it's, it's very, very dark. It's very dark. Um, but, but just deliciously funny. Um, and Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington are over here. They're doing a fortnight of shows at the Soho Theatre in London. I think they're all, I know they're playing Manchester as well in, uh, uh, one day. Anyway, we talked about his show Decca, which is their show Decca, which is the funniest, funniest thing. And the interview was going really, really well. It was going really well, right? And, um, till I'm, we talked about Decker and, and Tim said, oh, um, I, do they show it over here? And I said, oh, I don't know. If I'm honest, I watch it on a hooky website. And he went, oh, do you mean like a torrent site? And I went, yeah, I do. And he went, ah, yeah. I'm really against torrent sites. And then he Googled it on his phone. He went, yeah, they're showing it over here on the Fox channel. It was, it got tense. It got tense for about a minute. Um, I didn't even know we had a channel over here called Fox Channel. I didn't know that. It got tense for a minute, and then I diffused the situation by talking uh, yet again about the Beach Boys. The whole interview is basically about the Beach Boys, because he had two kind of slightly minor Beach Boy characters pop up in his show. You're going to have that tomorrow. Anyway, tonight's show, dear listener, 0344 499 um, I, I come back after uh, uh, Friday's show uh, where people booked their slots and booked their topics. I come back battered. I come back um, uh, bruised. Not as battered and bruised as some of the people in the stories it would turn out. But, but, but. Um, I've come back with lessons learned. And here's what I'm thinking about Friday's show. If you missed it, it was the show where, for a couple of nights, people had been booking their slots. So we'd have a call at ten minutes, five minutes past ten, and, to, and they booked their topics. Now, I had a lot of um, um, positive emails and tweets. And when I say a lot, I mean about 30% of the emails and tweets I got were supportive and positive. And so I take that to mean I'm on to something. I take that to mean that um, the, the, the pre-booked phone calls and topics on a phone-in show is I'm pretty sure it's the way forward. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Um, we're going to do it when Catherine comes back because what ruined it for me... Apart from the story, the flippant story about sexual abuse. Apart from that, what else ruined it for me was everybody phoning up and, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm going to pretend I've got a dick in my mouth and talk like Aaron Kaddick. Or, oh, I'm going to pretend my name is Kadia. Um, and all of that stuff. And it turns out I may not actually have been speaking to the original Ken 
from Newcastle. I, I listened back to that, and it was it was a close call whether I cut off the real Ken or I was speaking to the real Ken. I, I still don't know. We've we've sent that portion of the show off to the laboratory. Uh, uh, we're getting the voices scanned, and we'll have an update on that later in the week. Um, but the reason that happened is because. Um, Emma wasn't as used to the to the voices as Catherine would be. So, when Catherine comes back, we're going to do the pre-book show again. And there are two ways of doing this, and I would love your feedback on it, but not if you're going to take the piss. Um, there are two ways of doing it. Okay, one, we new we open the the, the 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 we start with a blank sheet of paper and people call in and book their slots again or and two and this is the one this is the one that i'm leaning towards we keep the same people in the same slots and the same topics. Apart from the chap who made light of um, when when him and his mate sexually abused someone, I think maybe we can pass on that. But I do like the idea of just honing it, honing it, honing it. And we'll do it a dozen times if we need to, until we get it right. Your time you're wasting, not mine, is what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say that because I wouldn't be so rude as to say that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I would love to get your thoughts on Friday's show, how you think it can be improved. Um, but bear in mind, uh, my thoughts and my improvements uh, will be absolutely final. 0344 499 1000. You speak to Cash, she'll call you back, we'll put you on the air. It costs you pennies, probably be free for most of you. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. And also, am I correct, um, dear listener, is next Monday a bank holiday? Is next Monday a bank? I'm looking at Sam. Sam is the youngest person here. Like kids know what a bank holiday is. I think next Monday is a bank holiday. If it is... Do you want to do that thing again where we um, have one caller per hour? Do you want to do that? Because I've been listening a lot to a lot of um, Beautiful Anonymous podcast um, uh, recently, which is what inspired that show. Um, Shall we do that next Monday? Um, I think that might be might be uh, fun to do something a little bit different. Uh, well, so next Monday we'll do um, uh, uh, the, the thing where we have well, on Periscope. I've got someone saying yes and someone going nah. <laughs> uh, judge's decision is final. I think we'll do that thing where we have one caller per hour and they stay on for the whole hour and we just you know like we just we just chat, guys. We're just going to chat. So we're going to do. It's, it's, it's all it is. It's just a little bit of chat. Oh, and I saw a film tonight that I'm not allowed to tell you about. I had to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure um, agreement. So um, I didn't actually read the NDA, so I don't know how much I'm not allowed to tell you about. Um, I don't think I can even tell you who it's by. Um, but so I, so I won't. So. Um, can't tell you till, sep- till September. Now, September's, um, like, uh, is it this week? Next week. Then I can't, I don't think I can tell you until the 9th of September that I've, I saw the new Armando Iannucci film. I don't think I was even meant to say that. And I've signed an NDA, so we're in... Um, what are we doing? Um, 
we? Let's start. I tell you what, we'll have we'll have some adverts and then we'll, we'll we're gonna oh, start the show. Yes. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. There we go. There we go. Um, David Badcock! Hello? Hello? Hello, I'm here. Right, this isn't the real David Badcock. Who is this? Correct <laughs> Correct. Correct the what, details. What? Who are you? I, I, I've got to admit it's David Bellamy, sorry. Correct Correct the details. This is Andre. Correct Correct the database. Uh, excuse me, but I want to talk on gardening and agriculture. Here we go. The, the, this yeah, is something. Okay. I've got a feeling. Here's, um, here's what I've learned, Andre. If what, you're, what, what, yeah, hello. What, what? Well, that you've got no manners, so shut up and listen. I've got very good manners, thank you very much. If you're the first and indeed yeah. the only caller, seventeen yeah. minutes into my first show of the week, yeah. it's going to be yeah, a, it me, it's going to be oh. a very poor week. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. It'll be a good one. Well, well, no, that's... Excuse me, I was a bit disappointed that I didn't get my slot on agriculture and gardening because it's been a wonderful year. What the hell is going on in your life, man? For the gardening and agriculture. Come and talk... Beautiful. Very quickly, before we we, we delve deeper into this, um, my friend Jeff might be making a film about people that call this show... Can I join in? Well, would you be okay if I gave him your phone number? Um, I don't know. Could what? you give it to someone else, a lady, please? It, he knows ladies. Um, he knows a lady? Yes, he knows a lady. Um, well, she could call me if she wants to. Well, w- would, you, would you want to be in the film? Um, possibly. Right, well, to facilitate that, I'm going to have to put you in touch with him... So could yes. I could I give him your phone number? Yes, you can. Thank you very much. Let's take Andre's phone number and pa- write it on a bit of paper and give it to me. Um, well, okay. Right. What is going on in your life? What at the moment? Yeah. I'm having a cup of tea and looking at me agriculture through the garden window. Ge- generally, the kitchen. What, geez. Generally, um, hello. Hello. I can't hear you. No, of course not. I've got very little patience this evening. This is what you're going to find. Very little patience. And I think it's partly because I think I've got an ear infection coming. I, this is what I think. Because my ear... I'm a bit bunged up, right? And my ear, my left ear, is a bit bit sore. I'm being very brave about it, and I won't go on about it too much. I'm being a very brave soldier. But my left ear is a bit sore, and then, you know, it's been about sore for about three or four days. You know what happened today? My right ear went a bit sore. That's an ear infection, guys. That's an ear... And I'm, we- I'm, I'm wearing, um... It's like ear aids I've got, because I'm sharing headphones. I'm sharing unsheathed headphones. So who knows what filth is um, going into my ears, falling out of my ears. Who knows? Who knows? 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, a few things we've got up and running indeed. Um, first of all, how do you... In my day, to cure earache, you would get some um, cotton wool and stick it in your ear. And in the 70s... Oh, hello! <clears throat> in the 70s and 80s... That's better. I don't know what happened there. Um, in the 70s and 80s, you would, like, 
always, you'd see two things that you don't see anymore. You'd see three things. Um, you, the, the one I've just remembered is, is fat men ripping up telephone directories. You don't see that anymore. You would also see um, people, men with little bits of toilet paper, where they cut themselves shaving. I never understood that, because I've cut myself shaving, and I've tried putting the little bits of toilet paper on, and then it stops the blood, and then when you pull it off, it starts bleeding again. So what the hell is the point of that? But, 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 you also always used to see people walking around with bits of cotton wool, sometimes quite big bits, sticking out of their ears. Now, why was that? Was that, was that to, does that mean if you've got an ear infection, you're meant to keep it warm? Is that it? Because I would have thought infections thrive in the warmth. Just take um, your genitals, for instance. You, if you get an infection there, you don't want to keep that warm because it will it will it will spread. So I've um, uh, so I've read. Um, so you don't see people with um, cotton wool in their ears anymore. And I think, I think that's when it started to go wrong. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that when 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 the cotton wool came out of the ears, that that is when we were head. That from then I thought we're heading towards Brexit. Before we'd even spoken about Brexit, I thought that's where we're heading. So tonight, how do you deal with an earache? Uh, we can do things you don't see anymore if you want to go down that nostalgic route. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and also and also and also, I was thinking we've got the title for the show now: the late night alternative. It took seventeen months for me to come up with that, um, and I'm glad we I'm glad I did because I really think it's it's boosted morale amongst um, the troops. Um, but we haven't got a slogan for the show, and I'm kind of thinking a slogan for the show might be good, so we can go, uh, the late night alternative with Ian Lee. It's got, um, balls, guts, and gusto. I, I mean, that's, see, that is, that's, that's the one we've got at the moment. It's got, we've got balls, guts, and gusto. Um, and it doesn't really work for me. Doesn't really um, work for me. So we are looking for a new slogan for the show, please. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Let's go all the way to Liddy Pool and speak to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Cold turkey has got me on the run. Ian, I've got an idea for a radio show. Oh, yeah, go on. Listen, I mean, you like to lambast the Christian faith, and I like to watch people cold turkey. I think we could do a duo. Well, it's ba- your show is based on um, a false premise and um, a, a, a wicked premise. No, no, because it would, it would enable you to cleanse your mind, purify your mind. And and you could actually challenge my religious faith, and I would try and I defend my faith. Just let me stop you there. I don't lambast the, the, the. I've got no problem with, with people of faith. I've got a problem with arseholes, not with people of faith. But you, you describe religion as a form of like addiction. I, no, I described it as a form of uh, a form of drug that clouds your thinking. Well, a drug and addiction, and what's the difference? There's a, there's, a, the, there's a huge difference. There's, they're, they're completely different. 
Ah, so you think my thinking has been clouded in some way? I think you're a racist arsehole, yes. <laughs> hey, you're being complimentary tonight, Ian. I well, you want, nice you want to watch... You, who do you want, to, who do you want to, to go cold turkey? You, of course. Hello? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out where the fun bit in that is. By the way, I'm not going to take it, medical advice no, from no. an idiot, but... It, it's not funny, and it's just dramatic radio. It'd be fantastic radio, because obviously, once you call Turkey, ideas that are normally suppressed would come to the surface. It would be really dynamic. No, it know? wouldn't. It would, if I went cold turkey from my metazapine and my venlafaxine, uh, I would probably feel suicidal, I'd feel nauseous, I'd certainly have terrible, terrible headaches, and I'd, I'd, I'd be in a terrible state. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to follow that suggestion, Paul. Uh, I thought we could overcome it, Ian. I Again, it's not, it's, it's not a very Christian attitude, is it, to want someone to suffer? No, but you see, if it's a, if it's a form of cleansing, I mean, Christ suffered on the cross, didn't he? If, it's, if it cleanses, if it washes away the dirt and lets the cleansiness come no, but, in... But, 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 you, but you've misunderstood what medicine is. Ah, it's not medicine, Ian. It is a psychotropic uh, chemicals, that's all. Paul, you're, 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 you emanate a very dark vibe. For a Christian, you emanate a very, very dark, sometimes no. racist, sometimes anti-Semitic vibe. You love that vibe. racist word. I told you you throw that word. No, 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 like no, no, no. Uh, Paul, as, as I said last time, I only call people racist who have been racist. Well, I, I don't think that you've proven your point, Ian. In a court of law, you wouldn't win that case. We're not in a court of law. We're on a late-night phone-in radio show. But you, uh, you're slightly delusional, Ian, because, I mean, when we had our last conversation, Paul, you said... Paul, yes, Paul, yes. I will not accept any criticism from a man that thinks Nazis who go around shouting anti-Jewish slogans are a bit of fun. I will not accept any criticism from anybody who thinks that. So, you, you say what you want, yeah. but it's, it's, it's literally having no impact on me because I now consider you... Pretty much all of your views, yes. null, null and void, because you think Nazis and people going around making anti-Jewish slogans are comical. Your your Nazis own words. Wrong in Hollywood movies, Ian. There is no Nazis now. It's like there's no roundheads. Yes, there are. Civil war yes, over. there are. Hitler died. Paul, Paul, it was called Hitlerism. Paul, Paul. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't called Hitlerism. It was called Nazism. And I'm afraid Nazis are on the rise. And as there was a, a big protest in Charlottesville recently, as you saw. Oh, a couple of hundred kids out of the whole of America, 320 million people. That's a joke, Ian. They weren't kids. They, they weren't kids. They were grown adults, and they, they had swastikas tattooed on their bodies, and they were uh, making um, anti-black uh, statements and anti-Jewish statements. I take that quite seriously, mate. It's not comical. You, for a Christian, your, your, yeah. your message of love is, is very, very perverted. No, but if, if you give these people a power they don't actually have, you, you seem, to, seem to suggest that they're a threat to us all. They're not. They're at the extreme margin of the extreme margin. They have no consequence in our lives, Ian. That's the point I was making. Now, you, you, said, you, said to, they, you said they were comical and they were funny. Well, I think anyone who goes around seek Highland and behaving like something out of the Third Reich is comical. Well, it's lucky joking, for you, then. you're not gay, black or Jewish then, huh? Well, I might be all three, who knows? 
<laughs> your your laugh is uh, honestly, Paul. Since no, since last week, I've lost these pigeonholes here that don't even exist. No, no, but I Paul, mean, I find you. You could be a fantasy. You created this fantasy world. Paul, I All find these people you being targeted by Nazis. I like it. Hey, there I are like... only a few hundred stupid Nazis who are the bloody idiots who are I not like real it. because Nazism died in 1945 with Adolf Hitler. Now, when we have a real threat, what a rude of man! You're a rude. You're a rude, nasty. Like no, that. I'm not, Paul. You you are you brought that up last week, and I told you I, I called it what it was, and yet you couldn't accept that, Paul. Listen, when you come on and talk about music, it's a bit of fun, but yeah, I know that the underlying all of that is is a very scared, very frightened. Uh, no, yeah, you're Paul, let me, Paul let me finish a sentence. Let me finish a sentence, Paul. Paul, let me finish a sentence. For a Christian, you are so rude. Let me finish a sentence, man. Yeah, but you want to why is it an insult to call? Why is it an insult to call you a Christian? I'm you're just using that as a weapon no, of attack, not, like a form of insult. You all, are here. Not at all, Paul. You're not. You're if, a Christian, but you're a Christian. No, I, I've not said. Bot. I've not said. But I've not said. You, here's the thing: you don't listen. I've not said you're a Christian, but shall I say the sentence again? Would you like to listen again? Well, uh, yes, teacher. Please uh, uh, edify me. For a Christian, you are very, very rude and uncaring. Well, uh, I take that as a compliment then, because I, I claim that you're insulting me all the time, but you, you claim you just well, I'm not, sort of and no one else me. is hearing any insults apart from you in your very strange, frightened little world. I feel sorry well, for you, Paul. Ian, you know that psychotropic drug you take. Can I have some as well? Maybe I'll, I'll be able to get in your wavelength then. Then don't why don't you go and, ask, go and ask? Go and ask. Go and ask an asthmatic. You. Go and ask an asthmatic for <laughs> Ventolin, <laughs> and go and ask a cancer patient for chemotherapy. Why? Why not? Why not go and do that? Go and have a bit no, of radiotherapy. Because that's I can't the same get thing. On your level mentally, and you seem no. to be in this whole little, no. you know, little universe. Paul, it's that's entertaining, the thing. Ian. That's it's the entertaining. thing. I'm not condemning it. Here's the thing: you will yeah. never get on my level, and it's not the drugs I'm taking. It's the spirituality that's inside of me. Wow. I'm impressed. Are you like the modern-day Jesus, then? Are you, are you the great, new, the Messiah, the man, the bringer of spiritual truth? When someone says something interesting and wise, you throw back a joke, and I just wondered why you have that, that defence mechanism. Because it's all illusory. You're not saying anything sensible. I know you when you're all little You can't respond in a grown-up way, and I find that really sad. You're reflecting on your own mentality. If you could break out of that and see reality as it is, you'd realise that what you're saying. Well, is that doesn't even mean you, you, vain, you, 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 know? talk, you say that I, I'm saying stuff that doesn't mean anything. You're just babbering away. At least this time, you're not making up lies about black people and Arabs, though. So that's something. Or making up lies. Or making up proof that that's a lie. Or making up lies. Or making up lies that your videos have gone viral and had over a million hits. Hang on. First of all, you're making false allegations that you cannot me the prove link. in any way. Give me the link to the videos that's had over a million hits. Right, I'll tell you what happened. My video, when I, I made a speech, <laughs> and it was seen by a million people. It had a million hits when I made that speech. Well, let's look, Send me the link so I can see the numbers. Now, you want me to justify myself to you. I'm not going to do that here. Oh, Paul, really? Because I'm playing your game, then. You really? I mean, I don't... Oh, okay, you had, a, you had a video that had over a million views, but you're shy to share it. I understand no, that, No, 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 four videos here. I four, not one. I understand four. that. I understand that, I'm mate. I'm not shy, but I don't need you to v validate my life. I don't have to prove myself to you, Ian. I know what the truth is. Okay, Paul, you don't want to share your video that's had a million hits. That's fine. I get it. Four, of course. four videos. Four videos had over a million hits. You're shy, Paul. I get it. You're shy. 
I'm not shying, you know that. I'm very forward with my opinions. With your, your, your obnoxious, anti-Semitic, uh, anti-homophobic, <laughs> anti-Islamic, anti-black, anti-Arab opinions. Yes. No, I'm not anti-Arab. I'm certainly... I, I've never said anything anti-black. I mean, you know, I just saw... You I lied. Just, what, what, what did you see on 9-11 in Liverpool? Reality. What did you see okay. on 9-11? You, you came out of your house and you saw black people and Arabs high-fiving, quotes, there was a party atmosphere. That never happened. Hang on, hang on. That people ne- approached that- me and spoke to me, Ian. I didn't see them with my eyes. They also approached me and spoke to me and said, isn't it great what's happened? That never happened. They, America deserved it. That never and happened. And there was an excitement in their you eyes. Said there was a, you said, totally you said black people and, and Arabs were high-fiving and, there was, yeah, a party, and well. there was a party atmosphere. Absolutely. It was an incredible atmosphere. I was totally ignorant. I walked out I'm, the street just, not you could knowing have stopped what happened. The sentence, at, I was totally ignorant. You were, you are, and unfortunately, Paul, I think you might always be. Ian, you should write a novel because you create fiction out of nothing. You are, you've got a, a vivid imagination. You can put words together, but it's all false. It's all fiction. That's all it is. It's not reality. And you can't you, validate if anything. You say. If you say so, Paul. Listen here. Listen here. I'll make this pact with you, right? If you I, don't, prove... I don't make, I don't, I'm not going to make a pact with someone okay. who thinks that Nazis, um, who if go you, around I spouting anti, uh, anti black. Let me finish Nazis, the sentence. All well, that's why I can't make a pact with you, Paul, because you don't live in reality. You live in it's a fantasy. Nazis land. Have finished in 1945. And I Re- These comedians I, are not worthy of consideration. I really yeah. hope one day that you get help. I, genuinely, well, you, I mean you that. You are buddy. my helpline, in. I ring you for help. I need you ring you for advice. But if you can prove what I say is wrong, I will show you my four videos of the I'm, money. I'm, I'm not going to make a pact with with a fantasist, Paul. I don't do that. Okay, fair enough. Enjoy your show anyway. I will do. I do every night. Au revoir. Thank you very much. Very, very dark vibe there. And I say it again, I've said it many times, I have nothing anti-Christian. I know I lost a job because I argued with a Christian. I don't like bigots. And I don't like people who hate. I've got no problem with Christians. I've got no problem with Jews or Muslims. I've got no problem with any of them. I've got problem with the ones that drive trucks into seven-year-old kiddies. I've got problems with them. I've got problems um, with the far-right Christians who uh, murder MPs. I've got problems with them. I've got problems with... You know, the, the Muslims that strap bombs themselves and blow themselves. I've got problems with them. But generally, you know, the good religious people, the good Christians and the good Muslims and the good Jews, I've got a problem with them. Of course not. If that's what they want to do, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy into it. But if that's what they want to do, then that's groovy, man. But I, I do have a problem um, when people claim to be of a faith and um, they, uh, they preach hatred. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that, and I'm afraid that that's what Paul does, and that's that's what another one of our callers, Ken, does. Anyway, onwards and upwards, 0344 499 Carl, stay there, come to you after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Good evening, Kyle. Evening, boss, you're did, right. did you follow him last time? No, um, I, well, I heard bits of the show, right, um, okay. but I was just listening, properly listening back just then, well, okay. while I was on hold, and he's just a bit of an arsehole to me, sorry. <laughs> no, I just, uh, th- th- exactly, and, um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, well, I, 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 at least, here's the thing, um, I've been thinking long and hard, Ken from Newcastle, who claimed on Friday that he's not going to phone me again, uh, he will do, probably about two or three months, he, he, you know. 
Um, and I've, I've been thinking, do I ban Ken? Because he's, he's another um, uh, um, Christian extremist who's anti-homo- uh, uh, anti-gay and anti-Muslim rhetoric is, 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 is hate. It's hate speech, right? And um, I, I've really tried with Ken to kind of peel back the layers. And I think with Paul, we we get to see a little bit of the man with um, racist Jonathan. I mean, wow, someone's changed doctor or something because we're getting a whole different heap of stuff out of him. Um, But with Ken, I can't penetrate him, if you'll pardon the expression. I just can't, Kyle. And I've tried Mm. and I've tried and I've tried because he does he will not engage in a conversation he might stop to let me speak but he's not listening to what i'm saying he's he's already forming his next sentence um and i don't want to ban him i mean he's not going to phone for a while ken i don't want to ban him because i don't i think there are only about two people that are banned from this show and one of them pretend one of them because she was so unstable that she sent me an email pretending she was someone else and that she killed herself and all this stuff i'm gonna get over that um and someone else because they're, they're a dick um i don't want to ban ken but I just don't know. He doesn't add anything to the show. If anything, he, he detracts from the show. But does he not add to the show? Because because the fact that yeah, we're having this conversation now, and the like, this sounded not like-minded, yes. not, not even right, because it's a subjective judgment, isn't it? But do you see what I mean? People, it just shows people up for what they are, and they're just a bit ignorant. But, really, but, 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 uh, but how many times can we show Ken up? For, and uh, you know, I'm aware he's not here, so I want to tread carefully. Mm, mm. But how many times can we show one individual up um, <clears throat> f- for what they are? Uh, it, 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 it feels like I'm uh, we're doing the same. You know, who's on first, what's on second? We're playing that over and over again, and I just don't know. I don't know if it takes us anywhere. I don't know. I know I'll, I'll speak to Catherine about it, but I, 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 I'd like to speak to Ken at least one more time so I can have the, pretty much the conversation I'm having with you, Kyle. I think it mm. would be fair to have with him. But if he's made that decision not to call me up, which is he, he, he claimed on Friday, then that's fair enough. But he's he's made that decision before, so we'll see. Okay. By the way, 0344 499 1000 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Yes, Kyle? Well, I'm, I'm, I feel a bit bad following that call now because I, I was going to... I sort of toyed all, we, all last week with the idea of ringing you about something serious. DWP? I feel like I should... Say again, yeah. Because <laughs> it's still carried on today. Oh, it's yeah. just It's just... Go on, what happened? So they gave you money that you weren't entitled to and they want it back? Yeah. Yeah, so they wrote they wrote me a letter. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they sort of warned me it was coming, but they sent me the short, very short story last Monday. Yes. They, I got a letter in the post first, like first thing, and it was like, <laughs> right, you've overpaid. We, are, we, you are, you are in a, a small minority of people who has uh, claimed benefit. Mis- it was really horribly afraid. Yeah, of course. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are, because anyone on benefits, as we know, is scum and and need to, to constantly be reminded that um, they are scum. I, I used to hate that when I used to sign on, and um, I mean this was year, twenty odd years ago. But the the the. There was one person there who was very, very nice, but everyone else would just treat you like uh, like dirt on the sole of their shoes. And you're kind of thinking, I'm, 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 
you know, I'm having to humiliate myself for whatever it was, 35 quid a week. And, um, you know, you could at least smile at me. Smile at me. It's just horrible. Well, like I said, I didn't didn't mind the overpayment because I was totally fine with that. And I was like, you know, I've been quite good with money, I think. And I've got the money to give them back. So, but the other, so the two bits. So then... So also in the letter, and this is a bit that incensed me, and I'm not saying it to just go out say, Ian, what do you think? But yes, but they said uh, we've put a we've put a fifty pound uh, financial penalty on you. Oh, and they've charged me. They've charged me fifty quid. Seriously, I've got the letter here. Right. Okay. Well, that's a surprise. I thought they were just going to ask for the money back, and I would have had to have gone. Unfortunate as it may be, you, you've got to pay it back. Fifty quid. Um, what? What for? Um, just honestly, it just says, hang on, I'm just, I'm just looking where my letter is. It just says, we've imposed a £50 financial penalty because uh, you didn't tell us about your change of circumstances, oh. which, if you want to know, I did, by the way, oh. which they've admitted. Oh. But, yes, but they've still stuck this 50 quid charge. Uh, hang on a minute. And, and do, 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 do you have to go and pay that 50 quid, or do they take it automatically? No, they said they can take it automatically, or I can just ring up my, my debit card. But so I was a bit panicky on Monday, and it's not a scam. It really is like a real letter cost spelt to them. Yeah. So they sent me, all right, so they, so they, it says on here, right, well, you need to ring the management team to pay it back. Yeah. So I rang them back, and they said, last Monday, they said, we haven't got it on the system. Oui. I said, all right, okay. They said, well, you need to ring back the main DWP office. So I rang them back, yes. and they said, it's not on the system. Yeah. So I've fretted about it. Oh wait, I've actually. Oh, God, I feel like I'm properly winging. We have a whinge, mate, because this is stress. This is stressful stuff. Of course it is. Well, yesterday I had, funnily enough, after apparently you do another show on Virgin. Apparently, apparently. after yes. I rang that show, yeah. um, I ended up having a seizure and was in hospital Uh-oh. for the rest of the day. Uh oh! Hang on a minute! Whoa! Stop the clock! <laughs> Are you saying my show on Virgin gave you a seizure? Uh, I think it was. It was it was reminiscent about Ben Elton and popcorn. Yes! Yes! This is the best news I've ever had! I've never... I have never caused someone to have a fit before! And my show on Virgin... Right, man alive, we've got to get... We've got, I've got to tell the boss of Virgin. I've got to tell Francis this. This is incredible, Kyle! How close were you to death because of my show on Virgin? Uh, do you know, I was, I was probably not touching gold yesterday. Were you touching, was... were you touching cloth? I wasn't touching cloth either. Oh man, oh, sorry. Oh, man, I don't want to. I don't want to make light of what is. I know a very serious medical condition, but that is the best thing anyone could have yeah. said about my radio work. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. The one, Thank the you. one you might like. This is genuinely true. Is when I had the uh, original. This is really grim. I'm really sorry. Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, don't worry about grim. You've argued with a, a right wing Christian. <laughs> So when, um, and my friends made jokes about this at the time, I'd just bought, uh, you know, the Doctor Who DVDs used to come out every month. There was a particularly, there was a black and white one that's reconstructed, and it was quite slow, a William Hartnell, and it was on that weekend that I actually had the one that did nearly kill me. And somebody was like, did it bore you that much? I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about other seizures you've had because of other shows, Carl, if I'm completely honest. I just, I just, I want to revel in the glory. You know, Monty Python (laughs) killed a man. You know that, don't you? 
Uh, oh, by laughing. Yeah, a, a bloke died laughing watching an episode of Monty Python. And, and that for, has always been my watermark of what I want to achieve. And with you having a seizure because of my new show, Virgin Radio, Sunday mornings from 10, um, that is genuinely one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about my work, Carl. Genuinely. Thank you, man. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to finish me off, though. Not like that. that I won't be doing that, sir. That's how I got started in radio, but now I've got a successful career. I don't need to finish anybody off. Okay. No, so that was it. That was just my DWP thing. So I I rang up even this morning, and they were like, oh, you're still not on the system. Well, in that case, they can go and F themselves. But but, no, I think what upset me, though, is they said... They said about the £50 penalty, yeah. and they said, um, because we recover that before we recover any money to the consumer Oh, absolute but, winkers. But I just thought if, right, and like I said, luckily, I think I've been all right with money. Yeah. But if I didn't, yeah. and there's some like, you know, and I'm not, it could be a single dad, could be a single mum, could be anybody who's really struggling. Well, listen, if someone, is, if someone is fraudulently claiming them, you know, I guess there has to be some penalty. But if, like you said, you you told them the change of the circumstances and it's a mm-hmm. cock up on their end, then um, up yours, Delors. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm hoping so, but I'll just keep it. So I, I, um, I don't know your last name, so I, Kyle Craig. Uh-huh. It's like the film, I, Daniel Craig. Is that yeah, what it's called, yeah, I, yeah. Daniel Craig? Is it? Or is it, I'm Daniel, Daniel Craig? Blake. Daniel uh, who? Blake. Darren Blake. Daniel Blake. I, um, I, Kyle Blake. Mm-hmm. There we go. Daniel yeah, Craig yeah, is, yeah. Um, is Bond, of course, isn't he? Yeah. For £130 million. Pounds. For the next one. Maybe tweet him and see if he'll give you the 50 quid, Kyle. Oh, yeah, I'll give it that. That's an idea. Thanks, Ian. Nice one, mate. Thanks very much indeed. If anyone else has suffered a physical uh, or mental injury because of listening to my show, please do get in touch, if you're able to. If not, um, either um, use your eyes to um, tell your loved ones or the doctors that you want to um, publicise the fact that I have caused some form of um, uh, brain damage. That's um, excellent news. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 J. Oh, God, and then it's Catford, Gatford after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Ben. Good evening, Ben. Hi, how are you, Ian? I'm very well, Ben. How are you? Great, thanks. It might be a slight delay because I'm calling from New York and I want to give a shout out to all your Periscope viewers, including Julia. Oh, now you called um, the other night, but it was right by at the end of the show, wasn't it? Yeah, right. We had to get cut off for a bit early. There we go. There we go, Ben. Um, well, I'm I'm glad that you have uh, called back. Whereabouts in New York are you? Uh, Brooklyn. Have you heard of it? Uh, Brooklyn. I was in. Well, I was in Brooklyn. We went. Let's say we kept. Me and my producer Catherine did the show from New York for a week, and we right. came. Oh no! Hang on a minute. We did. Did we? Um, did we go to Brooklyn? We went to New Jersey. Um, Sorry to hear it. No, I was, we, uh, I think we went to Brooklyn. <laughs> Neil Diamond, of course, comes from Brooklyn. Is that, is that right? I didn't know that. Well, listen, mate, if I know more about your area than you do, then you need, um, a damn good... I might, I might, um... No, listen, I'm, I'm originally from London. I, I live in Brooklyn now. But I just wanted to tell you, we've been watching the uh, eclipse here. It's very exciting. Oh, of course, I forgot about that. Yes, how did that go? Did you all go blind and then the, the country got taken over by Triffids? Yes, I'm, I'm currently blind right now. Actually. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Good news. Brilliant. It's fantastic. Result. Okay. <laughs> Result. Okay, let me get to... Uh, Please. Let me ask you a quick one. Okay. What do you think of uh, what's going on in Speaker's Corner? I heard it's been taken over by the uh, 
the new uh, the new uh, arrivals, shall we say? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, the new arrivals. Who's this? A pop group? <laughs> they replace the old arrivals. Uh, nah, I, I don't know. I'm just going by stuff I've seen on YouTube. So right, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, no, right. It, well, it, it, no, expand because I think I have an idea what you're talking about, but I'd like you to expand. Well, I'm I'm hearing that there's like an influx of these um, like Muslims on, in uh, Speaker's Corner, right. and it's become like very um, overbearing. Um, have you ever been to Speaker's Corner? I have, yeah, a few oh, times. When was the last time you went to Speaker's Corner? Probably about a year and a half ago. Okay. I last went to Speaker's Corner 20 years ago, and I ended up having a row with some Christians um, who were um, um, really anti-gay. Um, but here's the, th- right, here's the thing. Sounds right. If you're, if, you're getting, <laughs> if you're getting your news from YouTube... You need to get your news from somewhere else, right? Because YouTube, um, I don't know if you know this. Um, anyone can post videos on YouTube and they're not like vetted or fact I had no idea. Yeah, 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 it's true. Because I've got a YouTube <laughs> channel, right? I put stuff up there and it's nonsense. Um, anyone can post stuff on YouTube. So what if there are Muslims talking at Speaker's Corner? What's wrong with that? No, nothing. I, I don't have any problem with that. I'm just, I'm just hearing of a trend. Well, maybe I do have a problem with it, but I'm not. Well, what's your problem? I'm against it. Well, what's, well, you said maybe you have a problem with it. So let's eat, let's let's tug at that thread in the in the sweater well, of life. What's your problem with it? I'm I'm hearing that they're intimidating people there, and that there's people like regulars that have been talking there for years that don't feel safe going there anymore. Um, I haven't heard that. If anybody listening knows anything about that, then um, let me know. Uh, the thing about Speaker's Corner, and we're going to go and play a game of tag there on September Sunday, September the third. So I'll have a look. Um, is that anyone can go there as long as you've got something to stand on. That's the rule. You've got to have like a little box or so, a soapbox, of course, traditionally. You've got to have something to stand soapbox, on. Yeah. Anyone can go there and speak. And I'm not quite sure how um, anybody, be they of the Muslim faith or otherwise, could stop other people from speaking. Well, it, it could be very subtle, and I think sometimes the police have to get involved. But uh, but, anyways, I, I could be off. So, well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Right? Here's the thing. Um, it, you know, speakers' corners on a Sunday, isn't it? When it's when people can go yeah. and speak. Is it all day Sunday, or is it just the morning? No, as far as I know, it's all day. I've right. been there in the evening. Okay. Well, here's here's what's happening. Sunday, the third of September, Ben. Um, I'm gonna, we, uh, all of the listeners, even you're invited, but you're in New York, all of the listeners are invited <laughs> to come, uh, come and play tag, stroke had, stroke it, uh, at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park at three o'clock. So I'm gonna do the Virgin show, uh, and then I'm gonna get over to the Speaker's Corner at three o'clock, we're gonna play tag there, right? I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna speak in Speaker's Corner. I was umming and ahhing about, cause I've always kind of wanted to, um, I don't know what I'll say, but, um, I'm, I'll find a box, and I'll speak in Speaker's Corner, right? And I'll let you know if any um, Islamists, Islamics, <laughs> um, intimidate Islamic. me. Um, uh, and I, I, I will report back honestly. I, I don't think right, there great. will be, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to have a go at it, Ben, and I'll let you know. Great. Enjoy. It's a lot of fun either way. I love did, did you corner. do it? 
I've never spoken there, but I've gone into plenty of arguments, and it's always fun. Yeah, it's great, and that's the beauty. For those who don't know, it's this, it's this thing. I, 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 you know, I need to read the history of it. I know it's been going for years and years and years, and anyone can go, as long as you're, I think you've, you've got to be like 18 inches off the ground, anyone can go and speak. Uh, 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 and the thing is uh, that people, the audience, if you get an audience, there's lots of people there... I haven't been there for years, but there's lots of people there that don't get an audience, but some people do. And the audience are allowed to challenge you back, man. And they can get, they can dish it out. They can't get physical, but they can get verbal. And it's wonderful. It's, it's a, it's a sport and shame on me for not going more often. Uh, Sunday, the 3rd of September, Ben, I'm going to be there. Enjoy. Thank you very much, man. Um, let's go to Jay. Good evening, Jay. Oh, jeez, what the hell? Hello? 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 Hello, good evening. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Jay. What the hell are you, are you, are you going down a water slide or something? I'm, I'm actually driving on the motorway, I'm sorry. It was oh. quite quiet before, but I'm all on the motorway Play now. Coming back, coming back from watching Manchester City against Everton, but I know you're not interested in sports, so I won't go on about that, don't nope. worry. Okay. What you got? Did you switch over? Well, I switched over from TalkSport because uh, I, I was fed up of hearing wrong-headed scousers uh, on the radio. I switched over just in time to hear Paul. Yeah! There we go, you see. There we go. And it's, it's, there's two things I... It's, it's, I don't hate many things. There's two things I do hate, though, Ian. Yes. One thing I hate is people who judge and disparage and have prejudices against people just because of who they are and where they're from. Yeah. And the, the second thing is scousers. Well, now, now, Jay, <laughs> I cannot I allow you because I've got a lot of love for Liverpool. <laughs> I've got a lot of love for it, so I, 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 I cannot allow that one to go unchallenged. Sure, uh, but uh, as, as a Mancunian, coming back from watching uh, watching his team against Liverpool team, then I'm, I'm allowed one little slip up. If you, if you, well, if you speak once more about sport, I'm cutting you off, and I'm and I'm, I'm sending you over to talk sport, whether you want to that, or not. That, that's not why I called it. The reason I called in, I wondered if um, yes, I've been driving around Ireland for the past two weeks and I've uh, uh, been catching up on quite a few uh, podcasts. I don't know if you remember a while ago, but I phoned up and introduced you to a band called The Future Heads. Um, Do you remember? I, I don't. Doing acapella, acapella oh, thing and I yeah, The Future Heads? Yes, I do remember that. And I've noticed you mentioning them a couple of times and, and I got that weird swell of pride when you introduce someone to a band and then they start talking about them because I think you've mentioned them about three times in, in, in the uh I don't. Here's the thing. I don't remember what I did this morning. I don't remember what I did this morning, Jay. So I'm going to take your word that I have done, and I'm going to yeah. give you uh, thumbs up on Periscope, double thumbs up. I'm going to say thank you for introducing yeah. me to the future heads. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the Maca double thumbs up. There you go. You see. There you go. Jay, swear, uh, just safe journey, buddy. Thank you. Take care, man. Thank you very much. Gatford, Don Craig, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is often the way on this show. Very dick heavy. And I don't mean dick as in callers, although um, I mean a lot of penises. The penis count very, very high on this show. Um, and um, I don't know how to change that. We've talked about it on air. I don't really know how to change that, except to say, um, uh, if listeners who are women, um, you are, everybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone. Tell you what, the first. First hour's been a bit weird. We'll start the show properly after the news, okay? Talk radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Coming up, uh, more of your nonsense calls. Uh, we need a slogan for the show. We're also going to talk about Sly and the Family Stone. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio.
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. with Imani. You know, I play her songs all the time and um, uh, and we met her in New York and I, I absolutely love her. I, I think she is, without a shadow of a doubt, genuinely a genius. I think she's a genius, right? With the music and the art. I just think she's wonderful. And we might be doing a podcast together. We just don't know what it's going to be. Um, we don't know what it's going to be about yet. That's, that's the key thing that's holding us back is knowing what it's going to be about. Once... Once we've got that, once we've got that, then we'll record a podcast together. How's about them apples? Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is the Late Night Alternative. Every weeknight from 10 o'clock. Let me just flag up um, uh, doing shows. I, I should try and sell stuff more. I'm never very good at selling stuff. So let me sell stuff. Me and Catherine are doing shows all around the country. Um, um, where are we going to? Hull. 
um, Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, uh, Brighton, Belfast. Imagine that. Our only London show. Well, I'm doing two London shows, but the only London show we're doing is Sunday, the 17th of September at King's Place near King's Cross. It's this gorgeous venue and it's the biggest room we're playing. All the other rooms are like 50, 60 seats. Um, but the King's Place is flipping huge. Um, uh, and what we do is we record uh, three or four podcasts in front of an audience. You come, you can take part in the show if you want or not if you don't want. Um, we stream it on Periscope and people can phone in and we just sit and talk rubbish for a couple of hours. And it's about a tenner. We're trying to keep all the prices about a tenner. I think London might be a little bit more than that, but not much more. Um, Sunday, the 17th of September, guys. Uh, Google King's Place rabbit hole. Um, and then the week, is it the week after I'm doing my performance art piece, Lights Out, which is, which is going to, get this right, so it's going to be fun, so it's in this tiny bookshop in North London, the, uh, I think it's on the week after, the Sunday the 17th, so the 23rd, maybe the 23rd, um, and, um, uh, you come in, you come into the room, right, and then you bring a, bring like a pillow or a cushion, this is not the thing I'm doing with Catherine, this is the thing I'm doing on my own, right, so you bring a pillow or a cushion and you come and sit or lie on the floor, whatever, get comfortable, I don't mind. There's no seats, that's the thing. You can stand if you want, but here's the rub. It'll be in complete blackout. You come in and find your place and then we'll, we'll black it out. And then for an hour, I'm going to play the radio. Imagine, just going to have a radio. It's going to be hooked up to some speakers. I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to play it. And there'll be a bit of static. And then there'll be a bit of stuff and we'll listen to a bit of stuff for about 30 seconds and we'll, and we'll flip from between the medium wave and the short. I need to buy a radio. I want to buy a big old chunky radio that lights up. That'll be the only light in the room. I've got that in my head. So I want to buy a big old chunky valve radio. It sounds, if it sounds like wank, uh, then it probably is. But won't it be fun? Uh, if you want to come to that, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Lee. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Enough of that. There's more I can sell you. Uh, T-shirts and, and tote bags for all of your totes. But I'm going to hold off. And instead, I'm going to dive in and we're going to speak to Dom. Good evening, Dom. Evening, boss. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well, Dom. I'm licking my wounds after Friday's show. And, um, I, do you know who I spoke to at the weekend, Dom? Mm, Danny Baker. I spoke to the man in the mirror. And I had a long, hard chat with him. And we've agreed that we're going to make some changes. And one of those changes is I will not be beaten by, uh, and I counted them. I had on Friday night, I had 15 texts to this station calling me a C. 15. And I'm not gonna, I am not gonna be beaten by that, uh, Dom. So I think we're gonna do the, um, pre-book phone-in show again. And I'm leaning on the side of, I'm erring towards, um, having the same callers doing the same topics. I, that's what I'm erring towards at the moment. I completely agree. If you, do, if, you, if you fail the first time, if it doesn't go to plan the first time, you don't just give up. Oh! You give it again. You guy! Hey, who was that? There was um, a spider running up a Scotsman's kilt, and the Scotsman flicked him down, and the spider kept running, running up the kilt. And uh, one day he got inside the um, uh, the Scotsman's in the uh, the penis... And um, no. he lived in there 
for years. Oh. And then he laid eggs. And, and one day when um, the Scotsman was making love to um, uh, the, uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, a right. million baby spiders, as he, as he ejaculated, a million baby spiders ran out and um, she became uh, full of spiders. So, and, and from that we learn, do it again, do it again, do it again. Okay, I would have used the, used the analogy about WD-40 and how there was 39 water displacement fluids that didn't work, but the 40th one did. But, yes, yeah, spider sex ejaculation sounds sounds perfect. Thank you very much indeed. By the way, great name for a band there, guys, spider sex ejaculation. It really is. What we need to do, right, we get work experience, uh, people who, who work, they never work on my show, they never come on my show. And, we to, and do you know what? Nearly everyone who works at Talk Radio is good, but we still get some idiots who work at Talk Radio, idiots who, who, who muff things up and, and, and go against general manners and, and, and etiquette and stab you in the back. But, um... <laughs> Uh, here's the thing, right? What we need is there's a chair there. If you're watching on Periscope, you can, there's a chair just here, right? What we need is we need, um, like they get courtroom artists, because you can't take cameras into courts yet, which I think is wrong. You get courtroom artists. What we need is a young worker sat on that chair, and every time someone says something that would make a good band name, they write it down. And then do you know what they do with those band names? Trademark them. Thank you very much indeed. Trademark them, copyright them, buy spidersexejaculation.com.co.uk.biz.tv.org. Uh, not .org, not .net actually, they don't count. Buy them, right? And then when some little punk wants to start a, a band, they go, oh, Spidersex Ejaculation, yeah, well, buy. Yeah, it's a great name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the, do- oh no, the domain name's gone. Oh no, but it's for sale, but it's for sale for £10,000. Yeah, and, that's, that's called cyber squatting. It's illegal. Yeah, well, in some countries, but I'm going to do it in Fiji. Um, yeah, all, all I need, just imagine, right, if, 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 say, say we come up with five good names a night, right? How much mm. did I say for the um, website and the name? 10,000. Mm, yeah, yeah. 50,000 pounds a night, mate. 50 grand a night on top of the 40 quid that I earn. 50 grand a night. And because it's in Fiji, who knows about it? Who knows about it? It goes through PayPal. Don't mark it as, um, as services. Mark it for uh, friends. For, oh, yeah, it's friends and family. That It's not a service. Because you've got to pay for it if it's a service. No, no, it's friends and family. It's a gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10 grand, 50. Whoa, bish, bash, bosh. Beautiful. Lovely. That sounds like a plan, but I think uh, Fijian dollars are about 8,000 to the penny, so you probably get about two grand for that. None of the workies will come and work on this show. We've got no one who will sit. This chair is empty, just like um, uh, the just like the baby bear's chair. No, that was broken. Just like no. whose chair did she sit in in the end? Mum, mummy bears or daddy bears? Uh, baby, she broke. Baby, she broke. Mom, I think it's the mother's. Because daddy's was too big. But what? Who would ever complain about having a chair that's too big? It's, that's got a sofa. That's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Curl up on that. I would have fallen asleep on the chair. I wouldn't have gone to the bed. No, no. I wouldn't have gone to the bed. That's um, that's very dark behaviour. She deserved to um, be mauled to death, Goldilocks. She, it's trespassing she and, deserved, and uh, burglary. I would have killed her. Yeah. I'd have uh, if I was the bears. I'd have shot her and then I'd have eaten her. Even if I wasn't a bear, I'd have done it. If I lived in America. And you could. You're allowed to. This is the thing. You're allowed to do that in America. You could actually shoot someone and eat them if they break into your house. Beautiful. Beautiful country. Beautiful country. Don, what did you call in for, mate? Because I feel we're going off on a bit of a tangent here. 
Oh, massive tangent, yeah, I've got three things. Can I can I put myself forward for one of these hour slots on Bank Holiday Monday, please? Um, no, not now. Would you, would you, why are you doing it now? It's a week away, you muppet. I don't wield any power over it. I don't know. Get out of town. Nothing, nothing, this is me. It's nothing to do with me. It's, uh, Catherine will make those decisions on Monday evening. It's not wow. like camping outside the Apple store for a week. First come, first serve. It don't work like that, buddy. Right, well, I'll speak to the organ grinder when she gets back then. Thank you very much indeed. Do you want to do a biography? Yeah, go on. I've got a slogan, but yeah. I can't give you the slogan until I've done the biography. All right, so, all right, right let's bring Sally into the conversation. Good evening, Sally. Hello. We're going to get to... Oh, you're more common than normal. We're going to <laughs> get <laughs> to... Oh, lovely. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome, Governor. We are going to get to your point in a minute, Sally. Please don't think this is uh, me, me brushing you off, which is a great technique, by the way. But yeah, okay. Dom is going to read from a biography or an autobiography, um, yep. and we have to guess who it is. Yeah, okay, go on then. Go on then, Dom Dom. Well, you get to pick a page, Sally. Uh, anything between 10 and 256. Oh, it's not a big um, one. It's not a big one. Oh, controversial. Ooh. She's gone for towards the end. Is that a good or a bad idea? Who yeah. knows? I could be they could be summing up everything. It could be. Uh, Here we go. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm going to miss out names, and I'm going to miss out any identifying. At things. last, well done. You yeah. worked out how this game works. You muppet. I invented it. What are you talking about? Come on, Dom Dom. <laughs> right. I invented it ten years ago. I just never got round to doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Blank's cyclical theory of human and culture had been fairly on the button so far. Look for educated guess. Your call, reader. But for a man whose ego drive was about being right, the ego was growing. Hang on a second, right? So this is a biography? It's... Okay. Or, no, it's, it's auto. Is he, it? He talks about himself in the third person. Oh! This is great! Okay, go on. Um, what else could go right? Well, the blanks could break, but patience, patience. The blanks what could about, break? It's the name of a group. Okay. Right. Well, what... What about sex and romance? What could happen in this truly central part of the life of this educatedly lucky guy? Shane Ritchie. Loads. No, not Shane Ritchie, although oh. I've got his somewhere. Okay, of course you have. Blank. It's blank. What? Everything okay? Blank, it's blank? It's, it's somebody speaking. It's oh, quotation. All right, mate. Calm down. <laughs> ah, yes, the day job. Never give up on the day job, and here's why. These years of wonderment in the life of... Blank. And the... Blanks. Were achieved while <laughs> and perhaps because blank. Is it, can you read a pa- can you read a page where you, it's not all blanks? <laughs> this That's is heavily redacted. Ah. Okay. Um... Page page um page ninety two ninety seven ninety seven. Just came to me then. <laughs> okay, ninety seven. Yes, pictures. So the first picture is portrait of the artist as a young whippersnapper, already taking himself too seriously, don't you think? And it's a small boy, looks about fifties maybe, shorts and tie and a shirt. Right, you can't you can't describe pictures to us. <laughs> well, you the page, mate. Don't blame me. Um, I don't want to go too early because I bet he goes on about his childhood for ages and ages and ages. Um, Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Okay. I'm feeling close to this one. I can, I can feel it. 78. Yes. Okay, there's some... There's some first names, but they shouldn't help you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that night, with their Al- Almain looks 
and Simon and Martin adding rudimentary trumpets to their attack. They blew fellow pretenders, blank and the blank men, and blank drop blanks. Oh, for the- God's oh. sakes, Dom! This is awful! <laughs> Someone's tweeted, is it Steve Jobs? <laughs> <laughs> right, stay there. We're, I've got to do a break, and then we'll flip it. This is, this is, <laughs> We're trying to guess the autobiography. If you want to play, um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, late night alternative on talk radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay. Um, uh, for no other reason than it, it, it kills five minutes, we um, have got um, Dom reading from an autobiography. Um, well, Nick is saying Brian Epstein, and Ray says... Eric- oh, it's not Brian Epstein, but it's a right sort of ballpark. Um, okay, and uh, well, Ray says Eric Clapton. Um, Andrew Lou Goldham. I've never heard of him. What? What the heck? Are you, that is one of the best books you can get, mate. You used to manage the Rolling Stones. Ah, oh, no, don't like Rolling Stones. Well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't like the Rolling Stones either. But, 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 a, a book by the person who used to manage them in the sixties. Oh, it's a great region, Muppet. I'll, open, I'll look it up then. Open your mind, buddy. Open your mind. What Sorry, Sally. Sorry, I'm sorry, I was just talking to the other half, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> on the phone. You're live, <laughs> you're live on the radio. Um, <laughs> so it's someone in a managerial role? Yes. <clears throat> what about if I give you the slogan for the show? And if you know your stuff, you may know where that okay, comes mate. from. Okay, mate, yeah, go on. No, slogan for the show. But, so what's it called? The Late Night Alternative of Ian Lee. We do things differently here. Mm. Sally beeping. Sally, is your uh, sorry? Is your what other half sorry? is your other half touching you? Because <laughs> you're making no. like sex noise. <laughs> I think such no. a long time. No, I don't. No, no, no. That's really not the noises I make. But um, no, oh. sorry. It's just it keeps interrupting me. That's all. Okay. Well, don't shut up. We're trying to work yeah, I've out. Told him to. I've told him to bugger off. So. Well, all right. Well, yeah. that's a little bit um, different. Um, I, uh, Dom, I, uh, Dom, I, I just don't know. This is Manchester. We do things differently here. Uh, Anthony H. Wilson. Mr. Anthony H. Wilson. There we go. You know, Hooky's coming on the show. Yes, I do. Yes, there I do. we go. Hooky's on the show. There we go. Hooky's on the show. Unless, unless Do someone here. Hmm? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Yeah. We do things differently here. Thank you very much, Tom. You can keep saying it, but it's still rubbish. Um, Hooky's on the show, unless someone here stabs him in the back and gets him on the breakfast show instead. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Sally, good evening, Sally. Uh, 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 Hello. Uh, uh, Craig and Gatford, I promise I'll come to you. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise I'll come to you. But I may not come to you. <laughs> yes, Sally. So I really sound common, do I? Uh, beg your pardon? Oh, get it. Do I sound that common? Um, the, that was Dom that said that. Nothing to do with me. All right, okay. All right. So, so I've got phone up. Sorry? With a dilemma every week. Well, until it goes right. Well, that's not every week. We're not doing it this week. Oh, well, you, well whenever you do it. We, we, I think we might do it again next Friday, as of next week. Okay. Um, and, um, 
Yeah, 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 that's pretty much, pretty much it, yeah. So what if I don't have one? Do the same one. Oh, no, but I, I thought I'd sorted that one out. Well, have you really, though? Oh, I couldn't care less if I have or haven't, oh. so... But do, do you really not care, or do you care? <laughs> um, huh? Oh, don't start again. Huh? Huh? I'm not. I'm not changing my mind again. Huh? Huh? Uh, aren't you? Huh? Huh? <sighs> what? Huh? <sighs> um. That's. I think that's the plan. I need to speak to Catherine when she gets back. Let's be honest. She's the brains, and I'm the looks um, on this I, show. I mean, I don't mind having a dilemma every week because I probably will have. But I, I, I imagine from the little contact that we've had, Sally. I imagine your life is quite full of dilemma. Dilemmae is the uh, the plural. Right. Why Why do you think that? Uh, well, because Don, Don said that you were quite common, and well, well, common people tend to have a lot of dilemmae. Okay. So, um... Mm. So common people have dilemma, dilemmas, then? Dilemmae. Di- dilemmae. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I don't know. I, we've all got dilemmae. I've got loads of dile- dilemmae. What does everybody want to hear about my dilemmas every week or whenever you do it? Well, I don't. I don't know that that's definitely. Don't. I don't know that. Listen, if you guys have got it right in the first place, we wouldn't need to do it again. It's a really good. Oh, it's I a solid idea. It is a solid I... idea. This is the future of phone and radio. All the shows will be doing it soon. LBC, all the shows here, but apart from Julius and getting calls, um, they will all be doing it soon, right? Where people have to phone in um, uh, the, the week before with their topics and book their slot. It is the future. Okay, but I I didn't muck it up in the first place. Don't matter. You were part of the oh, experience. Right. Okay. All right, okay, I'll do that then, fine. Thanks very much for calling, Sally. See, it's fine, it's fine. You see, we got there in the end. Good evening, Gatford. Oh, that was the chair. That was the chair. That was the chair, guys. That was the chair. Although it has been a little bit fruity for me at the moment. I'm trying to lose weight, Gatford. Um, uh, and and, and, and to, to lose weight, do you know what I've done? Hello? He's gone. It's because I'm talking about losing weight. He's, he's, um, well, thanks, Gatford. Uh, Craig? Evening, yeah. You get my boring losing weight story instead. So, Fantastic. I'm trying to lose weight. Do you know what I've done? Eat less and exercise more. I have forsaken food. Won't that damage your stomach? I don't eat. I don't eat. But no, because I've got this, um, um, I said don't eat. Uh, today I've had one slice of toast and I had a sandwich. But it was a low-calorie sandwich. No bread. Um, and um, I'm drinking one of those, like, supplements. You know those supplements you get where you mix it up, right? And you drink it, and it fills you up. It does fill you up, doesn't it? Oh, it fills you up. Oh, it's great. It fills you up. Oh, it fills you up. But it makes, it, it makes downstairs very, very fruity. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it smells like a... Like a um, my, it smells like a, um, a tramp's willy. It really oh does stink. But here's the thing. Have a guess how much weight I've lost. Uh, stone? Absolutely none. None of it. It's, it's not going anywhere. What 
is going on? Literally, I'm, star- I'm starving myself drinking this crappy drink, right? And having one slice of toast and a low-calorie something. It's all I've eaten, right? And I'm not losing any weight whatsoever. And I'm, and I'm taking the dog for, like, two long walks in the day. I've not been to the gym yet. I can't be bothered with that. Two long walks. We're going big, long, fast, fast walks. Poor little. She's only a little Westie. She's knackered. I'm fast walking. And I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm fast... I've not lost, I've not lost anything. What the hell is going on? Maybe your body's gone into starvation mode. No, what does that mean? That's not Maybe. even a thing. Like, my body, no body has the setting of starvation mode. It's not, I'm yeah. not a car going into limp home mode. I don't know, I hear these things. Okay, well, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, uh, not bored. Uh, you're not interested and you're bored by, by this. So let's get to your point, Craig. Let's, let's hear how good your, your bit is. Any good, is it? I'm beating Kyle. I'm fighting two departments of the be- governmental benefits at the minute. Right. Oh, here we go. Yes. I, uh, I had to go on job seekers allowance for a bit. Yes. And they, I, I think they've underpaid and paid me. Underpaid me. Yes. I've written two letters over two months and an online complaints form, and there's no reply, so they're not quick on getting money back to you. No. But I'm also after a form from the working tax credits people. Because I need to prove income and all that. And I actually had the woman today say, uh, don't raise your voice to me after, or I'll have hang up on you. Oh, 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 oh. When people say, please, sir, don't get angry, and I'm thinking, oh, baby, I, I ain't, <laughs> you ain't heard oh, me yeah. angry. I've, I've had that. Where I've just spoke, if you, sometimes you speak very firm. Oh, guess what happened to me at the weekend? And it's kind of almost ties in. Guess what happened to me on Sunday as I was driving home from um, my top secret mystery appointment that I had? Uh, I'll show you a tweet. Someone, get yet again, offered me a fight on the M4. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I couldn't, this happens to me all the time, right? So this, I was driving in the fast lane of the motorway because I was overtaking and a car was right up my jacksie, right? It was a little boy driving daddy's car right up my jacksie, right? But I wasn't going to break the speed limit. I've got too many points. So I'm overtaking, I'm overtaking and, and there isn't a good space for me to pull in. So then what he does, right? is he undertakes me, um, nearly got really close to a motorcycle, and now I've got a scooter, I consider all motorcyclists my brothers and my sisters, got really close to a motorcycle, and then undertook me, and then got in front of me and and zoomed off, right? (laughs) So I beeped him and flashed him, then we got into some traffic, right? And I've got this great thing I do, it's a great thing I do, right? I pulled up beside him, I just, I just bibbed the horn, just a little bit so he'd look over, right? And I didn't even look at him. If you're watching on Periscope, I did this. I'm looking straight ahead, and I just went like that. I just gave him the finger uh, on my, my driver's side window, and I didn't even look at him. But I could tell he was going absolutely ballistic, right? And we're stuck in traffic for a bit, and I just, I just, I just got the finger at him. And I'm not even looking at him, right? And that's what's making him angry. And then the traffic started moving, and he started beeping me, and he came up behind me and was flashing his lights. And then he pulled, uh, uh, he went to undertake me again, and he pulled up beside me, and he, he and I've, I have had this so many times in my life. He started making the fist and pointing to the hard shoulder, the fist, the hard shoulder, and I did what I always do in those situations. I nodded. I went, "Oh yeah, 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 fight over there, yeah. You you pull over, and I will fight you, right?" So he pulls over to the hard shoulder, 
I did the classic Lee getaway, zipped off. I, I looked as though I was going to pull over, and then I zipped off. And then he was following me for a bit and driving up next to me, and I was just giving him the finger again and not looking. Blah, blah, blah. And then he zoomed off at, like, literally about 100 miles an hour. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Craig. Here's where it got delicious, right? Came off at my junction on the M4, right? Lo and behold, look who sat at the traffic lights. It's a little boy in daddy's car, right? So I just pulled up beside him. I timed it perfectly. He didn't see me. I pulled up beside him. Could see the lights were going to change. I just bibbed, gave him the finger, <laughs> sucked it, mwah, like that. And I zoomed off and he went the other way and I went, what? beautiful, beautiful. So I won that, Craig. I won that fight. Do I you won. know what winds drivers up more than the finger? Yeah. Blowing him a kiss. Um, yeah, 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 blow my kiss. Um, what I do, what, what I often do is is um, I pretend that I'm insane and I just start laughing like uncontrollably, <laughs> and so they think, shit, this guy's absolutely insane. Or what I do sometimes, if it if it gets a little bit hairy, is it does occasionally, and I think, oh, I could could be a Kenneth Noy here. You know, I don't mean to let me like make light of it. I could get murdered. Is I I just I just get my uh, I don't do this when I'm on the road, obviously, because it would be illegal. Um, I just hold up my phone as though I'm filming them. Yeah. Oh, they stop then. Oh, they stop then when they think they're being filmed. Excellent. This call though. Yes. I recorded it. Now, do you want to hear it and see if I was being? No. Okay. No, I, because I can't. I'm not allowed to because you recorded a phone call. They tell you at the beginning it's being recorded. Yeah, but they tell you it's being recorded, but you don't, you've not told them it's being recorded. Now, here's the thing: you'd be breaking the, the the rules of the radio. You're not allowed oh, to. Um, here's the thing: you're not allowed to record a call unless you've told them. There are exceptions, um, but I'm certainly not allowed to play it out. All Unfortunately, right, I Craig. I tell them. You know when the machine. Says hey, 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 buddy! Don't raise your voice at me, otherwise I'll cut you off. When the machine tells me it's being recorded, I go, oh, I'm recording it too. But that doesn't work, does it? Well, um, because they probably don't believe it. They probably don't believe you. Well, as yeah, much as I'd love to hear you shouting abuse at someone, um, I, 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 I can't play fair it. Fair play, fair play. Well, that's 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 killed that conversation. But Craig, thanks very much indeed. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You got another half an hour, and then we have got a guest from LA for about I don't know twenty minutes, half an hour. We'll see how it goes. See how the conversation goes, um, and then more phone calls. So um, now's an excellent time to call. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Podcast of the show, of course. Uh, if you want to download the podcast, you can get it from iTunes or your usual podcast provider. And we do like a sort of daily 30-minute best of. And then we also put the guests out as well as, a, as a, a little bonus podcast. If you do get the podcast on iTunes, I know some of you hate Apple. Uh, if you leave a little review uh, or a, a little comment or a five-star review, um, if you want to support the show in that way, that would be um, absolutely wonderful, and it just helps you know, it helps raise the profile of the podcast, and maybe more people discover it, and then um, maybe more people um, will call the show, um, and that would be that. Um, um, gosh, there's Stephen Merchant's girlfriend in her pants um, and bra. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, anyway, oh, that's the wrong paper. Let's have a look at the... Uh... By the way, if you can find... We've we got um, uh, a guy coming on in... Uh, Michael coming on in about midnight. Talk about Sly and the Family Stone. 
Um, uh, it's, it's one of. It turns out I've got quite a few huge gaps in my musical knowledge, and it's it's generally black artists. I'm a very much a white pop uh, and rock kind of guy, but it's generally it's white pop. You know, the Beatles, the Beach Boys. You know, you don't get much more white than the Beach Boys or, or um, XTC or the Who. It's all very white. And, and so, Sly and the Family Stone is, is is a really big gap in my musical um, n- knowledge. So, if you can f- phone up with any um, uh, tidbits, or I mean, having seen this film, I know now know a bit more about uh, uh, um, Sly and the Family Stone. Um, I, I didn't know they were at Woodstock for for goodness sakes. So, if you can phone in with any bits of information about Sly and the Family Stone and songs that I should be looking out for, that will be um, that will be absolutely delightful and would be gratefully received. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can give us a call about anything, by the way. Um, you know, it's not one of those shows where we, I, we sit, we have an, a question per hour and you've got to stick very closely to the question. It's not one of those shows. We don't really do that. You, if you haven't gathered by now, we call it the late night alternative for a reason. It is the alternative you can call in about um, absolutely Anything you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You'll speak to Cass this evening, who will take your details and will um, give you a call back. Here's a story. I like this. Oh, you know this. And sorry, this this does time with the story. This isn't another completely random tangent. I meant to talk about this. You know, there's a a, um, a soap opera filmed in IKEA. Have you seen that IKEA Heights? It's filmed in IKEA. The staff of IKEA, they they film it secretly, so they sort of go in and, and, and film it Gonzo style. It's absolutely, uh, um, uh, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So they they film it Gonzo style, um, and it's very funny and it's very very stupid. It kind of ties in with this. We're still looking for a place to um, play hide and seek, and IKEA would be perfect. Hey, Ash, have you seen Ikea Heights? Uh, I can't say that I have, unfortunately. I, I know that's probably crippling news to you, crushing news, I would say. Um, no. Um, but I haven't. Nope, it's just, it's just uh, linking into the, what I was just saying, that I'm not crushed and not crippled at all. <laughs> um, I was calling because I just had a really quick question for you, only because you mentioned about your eloquent way of stopping uh, or pissing, uh, upsetting drivers on the M4. Yes. Um, and I just wondered, how do you deal with annoying people on planes, especially the ones that kind of fall asleep on you and or lean on you for the entire duration of a flight? And alive. I once had it on a flight back from L.A. I once had a, a, an extreme turf war with the guy sat next to me where um, he was taking up the whole of the armrest, right? The armrests, I know they're narrow. Well, no, you get you get two armrests next to each other in a plane, right? So he was hogging my armrest. So at one point, I was really annoyed. So at one point, when he moved his arm, I just put my arm on my armrest and he put his arm back and he tried to push it off. So I pretended to be asleep. I wasn't asleep. But I'm pretending to be asleep, and I'm just putting the most tension into my right arm, right? And he's trying to push it, and he's trying to push it, and he couldn't. And it ended up with him 
pushing so hard and me not moving that he slipped and he spilt a drink all over him. And at that point, I considered I'd won. I let him have the armrest. He had wet trousers. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, they're a pain in the ass. I, 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 what, what's happened to you then, Ash? Well, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm out in New York at the minute, and I have to sort of bounce back and forth for work, and I just hate it. Like, I, it annoys me to no end. It's exactly the same thing that you're talking about, where you've got two people, one armrest, or like when you're when you're on that weird seat with um, no legroom in front of you, or you have to straddle the two seats in front of you. There's like a weird bar in between you. Oh yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah, got yeah. a proper bit. Yeah. I hate it. And then you've got some weird guy kicking you, or, or there's like a baby drooling on you, or... I, I mean, who takes kids on a flight? Uh, Why do that? Why I, inflict that misery on everyone else? Uh, no, no, I, d- I disagree with you there strongly, because I, I do that. Um, I've got no problem, and I've never had a problem, with uh, babies crying on a flight or kids making noise on a flight. I've not got a problem with that at all. I think kids making noise is all right, but I feel like if you're bringing a, a brand new human on a plane that's never seen one and can't understand what's going on and can barely see in front of it, yeah, I, I mean that must be terrifying. If I was, if why I was, why is it terrifying? Human, they don't, they don't know any different. It's not terrifying. They don't know they're up in the air. I mean, but if I was, if I was a tiny human, I would be worrying about all of the noises and the fact that your ears go weird with the pressure. I don't know if I could handle that as a, as a, as a, as a small baby. Yeah, but you were a baby once, and you made noise, and you cried, and you probably annoyed people and were sick on people. It's, uh, I, I can ne- I, I've never got people who have a problem with babies on aeroplanes. I don't get it. It's, it's fine. Yeah, bring babies on aeroplanes, man. I think, it's, I think it's maybe when you become a parent, your view nope. changes. No, nope. I've, maybe always, I've just... always thought that. I've always thought that, Ash. Uh, 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 you know, I was a baby once, and I used to cry and scream and sick and puke and shit everywhere. Fine, bring, bring a baby on an aeroplane. You know, I wish... I, I've, I've been on... Before I was a parent, I've been on aeroplanes where there's babies, and you can see that the parents are stressing. And I've gone up and said... This is when I became an uncle. I've gone up and said... It, it, listen, you, you, you don't know me, but if you want, I don't mind taking the baby and walking up and down the aisle for a little bit with it. I've done that. Not a problem. Love it. I mean, that is that, that, that's generally quite kind of you. I think you maybe have more patience. And I may, this may sound ridiculous to say that you have more patience, but I think you might have more patience than a lot of, of regular people. Um, I was once on a flight where parents um, handed out these bags to everyone around them, including me, saying, it's our child's first flight. We're sorry. Here's some earplugs and some sweets which I thought was really sweet. And the child actually was really quiet the entire way, but I just thought that was a really nice touch. I have no, okay, rea- I have I'm, no I'm reaction thrilling you. I'm thrilling you with this. this no, 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 I've no, I have no reaction to that. I think that's a bit weird. i never forget, we took our kids on uh, a flight to Greece, and Margaret from The Apprentice was on, and she gave us the filthiest, filthiest look, and I thought, up yours, Margaret. Um, uh, no, I mean, the, the, uh, the thing about flying is I, I don't like it. I'm not one of these people that gets a thrill out of flying. I hate it. I, I'm, I'm not as scared as I used to be, but it, it completely knackers my ears. Um, and I just watch films and listen to my iPod and, and, uh, you know, pray that we, we don't crash. And that's it. Is that, you, nothing could make the flight worse than the actual flight itself. That's, that's entirely valid. Unless there is a man having an armchair war with you. Yeah, well... Uh, which, which, that which is... That was kind of good. That was kind of good. Ash, thank you very much for that. 0344 499 is the telephone number. I'll do this story about John Lewis in a second. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344... <clears throat> 
499-1000 is the telephone number. Someone on Periscope saying, anyone remembers Caesar the Geezer? Hey, we had him on the show. We had him on the show a few uh, a few weeks ago. So here we go. Um, uh, finally, eventually, uh, an hour and 45 minutes into the show, some peace so I can do some stories from the newspapers. Thanks, guys. Um, trying out a mattress normally involves an awkward lie down inside the shop. Right. Why is it awkward? You're supposed to, you're supposed to, if you're testing a mattress, you're supposed to line it for at least 20 minutes before, you know, I mean, mattress is a mattress, isn't it? Um, But John Lewis is taking the experience to a whole new level. The chain is planning to open furnished apartments at major branches this autumn. Where shoppers, here we go, here we go, can stay the night to test out products. Its plans were revealed by new managing director, Paula Nichols, the first female boss in its 153-year history. What the hell? They bring a woman in and she's letting people sleep in the beds? This is crazy. Whose voice voice was I doing? What the hell? This is crazy. I'm doing someone's voice there, and I can't think who it is. I'm so good at impressions. I'm doing someone's voice, and I know it's someone, but I just don't know who it is. Because that person wouldn't know. Um, the first female boss in its 150-year history. What the hell? We got a woman in, and she's this is crazy. We are not just selling you a mattress. We are selling you a perfect night's sleep. The woman is an utter genius. Utter, utter genius. Uh, no, bone, not Bones from Star Trek. No, 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 no. It's, it's gruffer than Bones. What do you mean, Jim? That's Bones. It's not bad. It's not bad. And there is a difference in, in my head. Um, the residents... Uh, I'm totally doing this. I'm totally going to go and... I'm going to go and sleep in um, John Lewis. I'm totally... I'm sleeping there. I'm going to sleep in John Lewis. And I'm going to do some. I'm going to do something rude in the bed. The residents, as the apartments will be known, will launch in Oxford Street, London, Liverpool, and Cambridge, in a bid to attract Generation Rent, Generation Bent, more like. I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? John Lewis also plans to increase online sales. Who cares? And sell furniture that can double up such as kitchen tables that turn into desks. Um, here's a thing. You know a kitchen table? It's a table. You know a desk is a table. A kitchen table is already a desk. I was sat at my um, kitchen table, stroke desk, earlier on today, doing some work on the computer. She's going to turn the kitchen... kitchen uh, uh, the, the closest we had in the olden days, of course, was um, you'd have like a little crappy little table that you could take the top off and turn it round, and it was uh, green baize. Uh, underneath you could and it was a card table but kitchen tables are already desks why would you want a, a, a table that a table that doubles up into what another table are you stupid and it is working with london's victorian albert museum to produce high-end designer goods mrs nichols 44 same age as me look at her who's who's uh who's who's having the most success huh her, yeah, same age as me. And a woman. 
the glass ceiling us men us men of mediocre talent have to try and smash took over the job in january having started 22 years earlier as a graduate trainee discussing the so-called death of the high street uh, boring 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 got boring the story got boring the story started off good what i want to hear is um more stories about uh people staying over how much will it cost can i um um bring a lover uh do i have to wear pajamas uh can i actually sleep in the bed uh do i have to bring my- there's all these questions and they've not been answered here in this story which i think is um disappointing Another shopping story, because as you know, I'm a keen shopper. Someone has complained, right? Someone has complained about something and um, it annoys me. This is what they've complained about. Food hygiene officials inspected a supermarket after an angry shopper complained. Get this, get this. About children standing in the trolleys. Oh, for goodness sakes, get a life, woman. And it'll be an old woman. Get a life. What that, there's one of the, one of life's great joys is putting two children in a shopping trolley and then you push it quite fast and then you stand on the edge and then you start spinning around. It comes one of, it's one of the, the joys. For God's sakes. When I worked at B-Jams, one of my jobs, and it was a great job because it meant we just got out of the shop and you could go away for like two or three hours. One of the jobs was to go around um, uh, like lo- the local estates looking for trolleys that have been nicked because the trolleys cost like 250 quid. They cost the expe- they're expensive, the trolleys. And it's before we had the pound um, system in it, right? So we used to go around and um, collect trolleys from like alleyways. Remember, we collected a trolley from um, some bloke's garden one. We were just off like smoking fags and stuff, and probably drinking as well. Um, and and collect, got a trolley from some bloke's front garden. A bloke came out. He went mental. What are you doing? Give me that. He said, "Mate, you can't." It's from B Jams. It belongs to B-Jams. Great, great job. Collecting the trolleys scattered around estates. I loved it. I would I would do that again at um when this all goes pear-shaped, right? When the when the uh, biscuit wheels come off this gravy train, I'm going back to B-Jams and I'm I'm gonna offer myself uh, uh to be the person that goes around collecting trolleys. Um the unnamed customer was so enraged after seeing youngsters as old as nine inside the trolleys at Sainsbury's in Ashford, Kent, that she fired off several complaints. Good, miserable old mare. Hope it gave her a blooming heart attack. So angry. How miserable! Kids, kids in trolleys. She emailed the chain's chief executive, Mike Coupe, and wrote to Doctor Richard Judge. Wow, this person was proper angry. This person was really angry. The boss of the health and safety safety executive. And Ashford Borough Council leader Jerry Clarkson. She wrote. 
(laughs) The saddest day of my life was the day I realised I was too big to sit in the little chair bit on the trolley. Oh, man. The day I tried to get in it and and I, I squeezed in it. I remember this. And I couldn't get my little fat legs out of it. And I, and that was it. And my mum said, Ian, I think you're too big for that now. Oh, man, being pushed around on that. Why don't they make them adult size, guys? Make them adult size. Let's push adults around in there. Grumpy Grumps wrote, Every other trolley is being pushed around by parents with children standing up or sitting in the grocery section. Think about this. These are kids who walk around outside in the same shoe they're standing in inside the trolley. Dog feces, dirt, litter residue, all this is being carried into the trolley on their shoes. Even worse. Even worse than dog feces? Even worse, her letter continues. We frequently see kids in the trolley picking their noses or shoving food in their mouths. Why are Sainsbury's allowing this to happen? Because Sainsbury's have got a sense of joy. Sainsbury's have got a sense of a life about them. You see adults picking their nose. I pick my nose. I pick my nose. There we go. Let's let let's let's come out. All right, loud and proud. If you pick your nose, um, th- then loud and proud, say yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, I do it. I pick my nose. Sometimes I need to. Sometimes I do it because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's satisfying. Hell yeah, I pick my nose. God damn it. And the eating in, I, I don't like, I don't, I'm not really keen on people eating in supermarkets. And I, 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 I only did it once when I was re, I, I was, it was in memory in New York and it was so hot and I was so thirsty and I had, I, I got some drink and I opened the drink before I paid for it. I mean, I paid for it, but I opened, and I, that's the only time I, I, I agree with her. I agree with her on that. Walking around eating the food. And I know you're going to pay for it, but that's a little bit, um, Although I'll have a cheeky grape. If I'm walking past the grape section, I'll have a cheeky grape. Of course I will. Of course I will. I'll have a grape or two, maybe three. Oh. Is that shoplifting? Ashford Borough Council Environmental Health Officers visited the supermarket last week. A spokesman said... (laughs) The council and Sainsbury's would like to remind parents and guardians to use trolleys responsibly. No, no, no. Use trolleys irresponsibly. Please, for the love of all that is holy, use trolleys irresponsibly. Miserable old so-and-so. For goodness sakes. Um, dear listener, we have got a guest coming on after the news. He is going to be coming on from Los Angeles in California to talk about brilliant, brilliant film he's made. I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, uh, I, I read a review of it that was great, and I got in touch and said, Oh, it's fancy coming on the show and talking about it. And he, he sent me a link to watch it. It's 
absolutely brilliant. Sly and the Family. It's about Sly and the Family Stone. It's called On the Sly. Um, and we'll talk to him for a little bit. You can still give us a call, though. 0344-499-1000. You are listening to me, Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Dear listener, you can still give us a call, 0344-499-1000, or you can just sit back and uh, enjoy the chat with my uh, next guest. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a really, really good film. I absolutely loved it. Um, yes, I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative. You're listening to Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I, I, I didn't know much about Sly and the Family Stone until I saw this film, and I, I, I am intrigued. Uh, this is them uh, playing uh, uh, Woodstock, uh, the Woodstock Festival. And um, you see, the, 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 just the colour of their costumes, right? They're, they stick out, I think, like a sore thumb at Woodstock. Everybody was in their denims and their kind of... It was all very dark and sort of, you know, brown-coloured clothes. I remember, wasn't um, uh, uh, Roger Daltrey in kind of like a sort of um, a chamois leather jacket or something? And you look at the state of this lot, and they look brilliant! With the glasses and the hair and the coloured suits and the jewellery. Anyway, 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 I was uh, I read in uh, a, a magazine that there was this film coming out, Sly, uh, on the Sly, a film about Sly and the Family Stone, and um, it got an absolutely brilliant, brilliant review. And I thought, oh, there's a there's a hole in my musical knowledge, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in my musical knowledge, and this film looks right up my strata because it's not just um, it's a documentary. Uh, it's not just about the band. There's kind of what they call these days a narrative running through it. Anyway, it's a brilliant film. Uh, it's made by uh, Michael Rubenstone, and Michael is on the line now. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Ian? Yeah, very well. Greetings so, from across the pond. Now, first of all, first question, did you get to see the eclipse, and was it all that? I tell you, man, it was pretty amazing. Um, I did fire up this morning... At 6 o'clock with my wife, and we, we hiked up to uh, Griffith Observatory here in Los Angeles. Wow. And uh, waited in line for about an hour and a half to get uh, our, our glasses. And then we found a nice little cozy nook uh, and just lied back and threw these glasses on. And wow. It was a trip, man. It was a real That's, trip. That sounds, um, that sounds brilliant. That sounds almost romantic. It, it was a little romantic, yes. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a lovely way to start the day. 
I, I, I highly th- recommend it. I highly recommend it to anybody in the next 20 years. Well, yeah, exactly. We've got to wait a bit. I feel like I know you, right? And um, just because th- I, I loved your film so much, Michael, and, I, and, and I'm not saying that just to blow smoke up your ass, although I am. Um, it, it, I loved it so much, but it's the film is kind of about it's about two men. It's about Sly Stone, and it's about you, Michael Rubenstone. Why? Why? And you started making this years ago. Why did you start making it? You know, I I, I really kind of uh, boredom is, is a good answer. Yeah. I'd say. Um, I, I just moved to Los Angeles and I was feeling pretty down. I'd just broken up with my girlfriend, uh, struggling to find my legs here as an actor uh, in LA, which is daunting to say the least. I bet. And I just I'm just a huge music nut. Always been my entire life. I play music studied music, um, and, and always just been a big fan. And Sly and the Family Stone was always uh, on the top of my list as the most influential uh, bands in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, when I saw the Woodstock documentary as a kid, I, I, I just like you, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. They just blew me out of my, uh, out of my socks. And <laughs> when I got to L.A., I, uh, I just sort of knew that he was here. And I knew that he hadn't been heard from in over a decade. And I was sitting around unemployed and just thinking, what could I do um, that would interest me? And uh, really just rented a camera and just started asking people on the street and in small circles, have you seen Sly Stone? Do you know where he possibly is? And it really started from there. I mean, it started as a hobby, but became an obsession that lasted over 12 years i'm wondering is if he is the last of the sort of 60s and 70s great rock you know um kind of recluses because there was arthur lee from love but then he kind of made a comeback then he died there was um um sid barrett thank you very much indeed of course he was you know and then then he died i don't know if there are any more recluses out there from that era I, I, I don't think there's anybody that is, you know, that was at the height of fame uh, that, that Sly Stone achieved. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there's, there's quite a few uh, musicians that kind of kept to themselves. But in, in terms of rock and roll recluses that, you know, saw, um, you know, just glimpsed the heaven. Yeah. Um, and then fell from grace. There's, there's nobody like him. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to tread really carefully, Michael, because I don't want to give away yeah, sure. any of the films. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and um, I appreciate that. Uh, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of treading carefully around this conversation. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a hunt for him, um, and it goes on for years and years. I mean, that, it, it, the, from beginning to end, it's about ten years, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, yes. that's incredible. Did you, uh, did, uh, did you at any point just write it off and go, nah, this, this, this ain't working. This, it was a nice idea, but uh, as a movie, it's just not panning out. Many times. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, there were so many times where I was ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. Um, and there was also a lot of times where I thought I had a brilliant film. And then I was like, oh, no, this is crap. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and there was a lot of times when I, when I did not include myself in the film. You know, right. I sort of said, let me just make this a straight-ahead documentary on the band. You know, who the hell am I to put myself 
in in uh, company with this genius. Yeah. Um, but the more I looked at the footage, the more I saw these sort of storylines that kind of paralleled themselves in this weird way. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, if I could make it work, it would be amazing, you know. And you know, after over a dozen cuts, I finally felt like I was in a place where it was sort of working. It's great. And, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're in it, um, uh, but because you, you get you get the frustration, you get the knockbacks, you get the, you know, the glimpses of, oh, maybe I found something, and it's all, you know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and, and, and things. But also, Michael, we get to see an amazing array of your haircuts and your um, facial <laughs> hair. Throughout the years, the yes. moustaches, the slick back look. Is, <laughs> is that because you were acting, or is that just just because you were playing around with your hair? and your moustaches. I always do have quite a flair for playing around with my facial hair and hairstyles. However, I was actually filming a a film uh, for the bulk of the shoot and then had to do reshoots on it where I played a porn star. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cute little film uh, directed by Nigel Dick and starring Kevin Farley called Callback. I don't even know if it's available. But um, very fun little film. But I have this kind of ridiculous mustache, and uh, <laughs> during a lot of the filming of the documentary, I'm rocking this stash, and you know it looks pretty good. I'm happy with it. It does look. It does look good. It does look good. Um, there is seventies <laughs> porn star kind of work. <laughs> Did you say the guy directing it? His last name was Dick. Yeah, Nigel Dick. There you really go. You see, it, it kind he, of he directed. He's a, yeah, he's an English uh, uh, filmmaker. He did a ton of music videos with you too. Oh wow! Britney, Ste- Britney Spears, a bunch, bunch of people back in the day when when music videos were all the rage. There um, is some guy. You talk about music videos. Obviously, kind of Sly and the Family Stone were around pre music videos. There's some great. You got some great footage of them um, on TV uh, uh, and in concert in there. Was was that that must have been fun hunting that stuff down? Oh yeah, I mean, but it was it was challenging, you know, because. You have to remember, when I started making this film, this is 2004, mm. 13 years ago, there was no YouTube. There was nothing like that. Yeah. Um, so it really required kind of digging around, and I was lucky enough to run into some super fans, Big Sly and the Family Stone super fans, most notably this guy Neil Austin in the Bay Area. Yeah. He just had a treasure trove and you know, made it his, you know, part of his life's work collecting uh, sly archival footage and he was kind enough to uh turn me on to this treasure trove of archival footage so when i got my hands on that man i had a field day just enjoying this music and seeing you know footage that i'd never seen before so as a true fan like this was this was a good day what uh, um what um, it, there's, and there's some brilliant stuff in there and i and i said I, I said earlier michael I, it, it's kind of i'm very much into my white pop for me it's the beach boys it's the monkeys it's the beatles it's the who it's that kind of stuff so this is a yeah. this is a big gap in my life and i'm going to investigate it further because i absolutely loved what was in there um the the, the sad thing for me is you see all this beautiful footage of them, in, you know, as, as youngsters in... Uh, first of all, that recording of him as a kid from, from the 50s, when he's like nine years old or something. Yeah. Wow, man, mm-hmm. what a voice! Oh, unbelievable. You know, and you can tell right from the, from, from the get-go, yeah. his gospel roots. Yeah. I mean, that was a, a gospel recording that he did, uh, just this, this acetate that his dad sold uh, up and down... Uh, the state of California, just kind of hawking uh, this acetate of 
his kids singing uh, gospel songs. And it's stunning. You know, and, you hear about kids that can sing, family. but that was, that was, you, you could listen to that and you know that that's someone special singing. That's right. That's right. And it's just so great to see that, you know, he, he took the gospel, his gospel roots, but then he took all the influence of the San Francisco sound yeah. in the late 60s. And he was a disc jockey, so he was listening to all this music. He was a producer, so he was producing, you know, early demo sets of the Great Society and the Charlatans and the Warlocks who became the Grateful Dead. Like, he was working with these guys as a producer. Um, so you can see all these influences that he took and molded and shaped in his genius mind. And that was uh, a direct result of... Uh, the family stone. There's some lovely, um, there's some uh, uh, lovely clips of him on. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with Dick Cavett at the moment. We never got Dick Cavett over here, but I, I, he, he seems to pop up in so many music documentaries. I've just ordered a Dick Cavett box set. But um, there's some great, you know, little clips of him as well being interviewed. He's obviously a very funny, very very intelligent man. And then you see him in his last public appearance. Is it at the Grammys? The, 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 that last public appearance. Uh, I yes. Well, there was. His last public appearance when I first started was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, sorry. In 1993. Yeah. When he said, see you soon. But I guess his last major public appearance uh, of recent years was at the Grammy. And, and you just year. see, um, you just see that, um, I, and again, I don't really know a lot about him. I'm guessing there was a lot of cocaine going on because it, you, you see the ravages that, that, that you can only get from cocaine or crack or whatever it might, might be. You, you see this wonderful, beautiful, talented man, and you, then you kind of see a skeleton of a man. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, anybody that survived that era and came out of it mm-hmm. certainly had to go through whatever they needed to go through in order to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly don't know if Fly ever got to the other side. I think he's still um, struggling to find his voice again in a weird way. Um, and it's, 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 look, telling the Flying the Family Stone story is challenging. Yeah. You know, it's, it is the story of Icarus. It is the story of the, the church boy who did fly too close to the sun and his wings melted and, you know, but he saw the promised land and then sort of fell. I tell you what's great, Michael. One of the great things about it is the, 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 you get to interview the other members of, 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 of the family Stone, um, and they seem to have a real affection for you. Yeah. And look, everybody that I met um, opened themselves up to me in a way that was very, very personal. Yeah. Um, and the story is very personal to them, and, and everybody that has had encounters with Sly Stone remembered those encounters very well and were able to um, communicate them with me. Mm. Um, so I'm very grateful to everybody, the band members, friends, music industry uh, associates, everybody um, was very forthright in uh, sharing their stories. Do, you, and, do um, you still speak to the band members? Do, do, I mean, are, are you, do you ever email the sister or, 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 or say, hey, how's it going? Just checking in. I do. I do. How cool is that? You know, um, they're great, you know, and I mean, a lot of the people in the film, uh, most notably, you know, David Kaepernick, uh, who is Sly's manager. Oh, man, he's... Oh, God, I'm I'm glad you... He's the 84-year-old or something. He's Sly's former manager. Absolutely bonkers, but wonderful. Just, oh, man, it's one of the greatest 
pieces of cinema verite, I, I, I just can't believe it's in my film because it is, it's just the most beautiful piece and it's an expression of who David was. Yeah. And uh, we just lost him uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's a shame. He seemed like yeah, such but, a you know, wonderful he, character. Just amazing guy. He died on the 4th of July, and I wouldn't have had it any other way, you know. And um, he changed my life, and we were very close up until his dying day. And, um, you know, so a lot, of, a lot of these people really did change my life mm. in, in a lot of ways, and, and, and I carry that with me. And I certainly still carry the music with me wherever I go. It's um, uh, it, it, his music is just remarkable. Yeah, um, and it's very easy. It, always, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, I just you know I really did make this film because you know I really felt um, that if you listen to this music every day, your life is going to be a little bit better, you know, and you look at the world a little bit differently. You know, Sly was talking about everyday people. And he was saying, you can make it if you try. It was almost like he was, he was talking to me throughout without even talking to me, mm. you know? And I feel like even though, you know, he's, his, his appearances in my film are very erratic and very strange, his presence is always there. Mm. And his music is always there, and his poetry is always there. So um, I'm hoping that that, conv- that is conveyed in the film. Oh, man, I tell you what, it is, it is conveyed, and your passion for it is is infectious, you know, it, and, and that comes over, and it's a word that, that is used too often these days, but there is a, there is a real, we, we get to share your personal journey throughout this film, and it's yeah. a joy. Um, how does yeah, it... well, thank you, man. You know, like, sometimes, you know, with films like that, I'm not even crazy about films like that sometimes. <laughs> you know, the narrator can be kind of annoying. And, yeah. and look, I'm sure for some people, I'm not your cup of tea. You know, I, I may totally annoy you in the film, but I'm still going to be me. And, and, and for anybody that's ever been obsessed with a band and always wanted to think, where, you know, where are these guys? I wish I could go and track them down. Mm. This is the film for you, you know? It's, it's from the perspective of a super fan that just wants to get to the bottom of what happened to this band and where did they go. What happens, um, what so happens I, now with know, the... For anybody. What happens, with the, what happens with the film now? Is, is, um, is it, is, is it going to be released? Because people will want to see it. Is it going to get a distribution deal? How does it work these days? You know, it's very confusing, uh, and I'm still learning, man. You know, this is my first film, yeah. so I'm figuring it out as I'm going. But ultimately, yes, we'd love, you know, I want the whole world to see this film. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's the goal. And distribution in the U.S. and then internationally is, is a part of that process and, and getting the film out there. But right now, you know, I'm very content just kind of playing these different festivals and uh, getting the word out and, and building momentum. So hopefully someone will see my vision and, and see my film and, and I'll be a music lover or a sly lover and, and want to buy it. Um, so I'm hoping that that day will come. I'm sure that it will. Yeah. But in the past, in the meantime, I'm just enjoying this ride. I was just over in Edinburgh, uh, which was a fantastic film festival. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we played over there. And we're actually going to be in the UK uh, fairly soon in a festival called Dock and Roll. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, so... so Anybody, you know, your viewership 
that wants to check it out, uh, look up the Dark and Roll Festival. Dude, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that, and I will tweet, uh, tweet all of that, and I will send people that way. How's the acting uh, job going? You got, you got much work on? Yeah, you know, I, I still do act. Um, I do much more uh, voiceover work uh, these days. That, that's really been my uh my my bread and butter and and i really do enjoy that that work and i use quite a bit of the voiceover in the film mm. uh, which i'm really proud of um and uh you know can, can i do a quick shout out mate you do every michael to, uh, go your buddy you, you oh, kept me entertained for an hour and a half with that wonderful film you do what you want mate go on amazing all right i just want to give a quick shout out to my boys benjamin barfoot and danny morgan i met them at the edinburgh uh, the Edinburgh Film Festival. They made a brilliant, super fun, crazy horror comedy. Very, you know, Edgar Wright, Shaun of the Dead sort of style, and it's fantastic. And it's playing at the Scream Fest uh, in uh, Leicester Square. Yeah. Um, this Friday and Saturday. What's uh, the film called? Go out support those guys. Those guys are genius. What's the film called? Look, the film's called Double Date. Double date. I'm writing that down. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. It's a super fun kind of just you know crazy night gone wrong. And it's, Scream it's, Fest it's is uh, is huge. That's a that's a big festival to get in. That's a that's a great one. Yeah, no, I'm super proud of them, and uh, yeah, they're definitely uh, building up to a big screen. So go out and support my boys. Um, um, it's always great when when you go to these festivals. You usually yeah. find a couple of filmmakers. You like their work. They they like your work, and and these guys were. My, my festival buddies in Edinburgh. So, you're um, um, you're yeah, a good man, that. Michael. You're a good man, and um, you've you've made a really really good film. And 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 let us know how it goes. And you know, if it gets out on DVD or whatever it comes out on these days, you know, in the UK, let us know, and um, we'll, we'll tell everyone about it. Yeah. In the meantime, you can just kind of track me on Facebook, uh, on the fly, in search of the family stone, uh, and then Twitter and Instagram. I'm on the slide movie. Brilliant. Nice um, so, so yeah, just just uh, keep it keep. I'll keep you posted and and jump on board. Like me, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be uh, getting some funk up in you soon. Brilliant. He said funk, guys. Don't worry, it's just a bad line. Uh, Michael, really nice to talk I to you. And we'll we'll speak again soon. Take care, man. Cheers. Ian. Thank you very much, Ian. Michael Rubenstone, the film on the slide. It's it's such a good film, and um, I'll I'll find out. I'll have a little Google later on, and I'll find out exactly where and when it's playing in London, and I will I will send you in the direction because it's just it's just joyous. Um, right, okay, onwards and upwards, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Another thirty odd minutes of this guff. Do you want to give us a call? This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. At on the sly dock is the uh, the Twitter feed if you want to follow that. What a nice man! What a nice man! It was nice. It's a good film as well. I'm gonna um, check out some more of that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh, Jerry Lewis died. Where's that Jerry Lewis? Let me find that Jerry Lewis song. I wonder if I've got it. On, um, I love a bit of Jerry Lewis. Uh, the plan was to get him on the show. That never happened. Um, it was never going to happen. But uh, it was nice. Have I got it on here? No, I haven't. Um, what was it? This is this is great. If I can find it. Um, uh, uh, 
What was that? So- what was that? Dear listener, what was that Jerry Lewis? Let me hang on and Google. Jerry Lewis song where he sings really fast. Let's see if we can find that. Um, I mean, a grumpy old so-and-so, but um, I've not got a problem with, with uh, that. Uh, somewhere, what made Lewis, but another time. Um, oh, no, that's Jerry Lee Lewis, you idiots. Don't give me Jerry Lee Lewis. I want Jerry Lewis. I can't find that's that's the here endeth the um, Jerry Lewis tribute part of the show that was the Jerry Lewis Hollywood star Jerry Lewis best known for his slapstick antics and goofy comedies died yesterday age 91 Jerry once the world's highest paid actor here's an interesting thing um, for um, can you right the next person that sends me uh, a picture of a pair of pants with skid marks on. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna block you. Can you stop doing it? Because I hate it. I hate skid marks. For some reason, I really. Fa- um, Jerry Lewis invented um, what you what you now get on any movie is you will get a little monitor where the director doesn't look through the camera. That's the the, the DOP, the director of photography. That's that's who, uh, who operates the camera and looks through. So the director will be looking at a little monitor. Jerry Lewis invented that system. How's about that, huh? Jerry Lewis invented that system. Jerry, once the world's highest paid actor, was at his Las Vegas home. In a statement, his family said legendary entertainer Jerry Lewis passed away peacefully today of natural causes at 91. Lewis appeared in more than 50 films, 16 of them with Dean Martin in the 1940s. Lewis's most famous films include The Nutty Professor in 1962 and 1982's The King of Comedy. If you've never seen that, oh man, I love that film. I went to the cinema to see it about six months ago. Jerry Lewis... Uh, Robert De Niro, and it is just uh, uh, directed by Scorsese. It's such a great film. So good. Go out and buy it on DVD and watch it and watch it and watch it. It's just wonderful. Uh, The King of Comedy, which saw him play a talk show host, stalked, 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 stalked by obsessed fan Rupert Pupkin. I'm Rupert Bupkin, played by uh, played by Robert De Niro, and included a fleeting appearance by punk legends The Clash. Well, yeah, well, that's an odd thing to mention. Yeah, The Clash are in it, but literally for like a second. Uh, in 1995, Jerry became the highest-paid star in Broadway history as Mr. Applegate in the musical Damn Yankees. Twice married, Lewis raised two billions. <laughs> I like Jerry Lewis. He's good, Jerry Lewis. It's always about this stage that I just feel a bit... You know what I mean? I haven't got anything planned for tomorrow, though, guys. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping my Laurel and Hardy box set comes tomorrow because I'm going to crack that open. I'm halfway through the Amy Whitehouse... Whitehouse? Winehouse documentary. Don't tell me what happens. Um, and I'm finding that quite interesting. 
Although, well, I tell you what's, what's one of the many, many sad um, aspects of that is um, Jerry Lewis did a fast song, Lane. You don't know everything about music. He did a really fast song. And I can't think, I'm going to find it. Right, I'm going to find it. Jerry Lewis, fast song. Um, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Um, I'm going to fight. Right. The last half hour of the show is me trying to find this Jerry Lewis song where he does a song really fast. Jerry Lewis song where he doesn't breathe. Let's try that. Um, I didn't mean Jerry. uh, Here we go. Kiss it. Kiss it. Kiss it. Kiss it. Stick this in your pipe. Here we go. I'm a little busybody, though I know it's very shoddy. I insist on knowing what is going on with everybody, cause I'm such a busybody, always prying, always spying. I'm defying anyone to try to hide the facts from me. Now Mrs. Jones is with the doctor, and her pulse is finally clocked, and suddenly she sees me peeking into all her friends. I'm shrieking, Mrs. Jones's valve is leaking, a mechanic she is seeking, cause her clutch needs overhauling, and her motor's always stalling. Mrs. Jones, you lonesome gal, you finally lost your trade in value. Now we come to Mr. Clunky, thinks that I'm a little punk, he's always keeping up with Jones and while I tap his telephone, I learned that they will disconnect him soon. The bill they don't collect, the sheriff's gonna take it back. His brand new shiny Cadillac. So now I pass the news around that Mr. Clunk is bankrupt bound. I'm ruining his credit and I know he won't forget it. Though he thought I was a little punk, that cabbage headed Mr. Clunk. I got the bank to fume and fret. They took his home and better yet they grabbed his television set because I'm such a busybody. Have this, kids. I'm a little busybody. If you drink an extra toddy, I will spot it long before you bought it. I'll be pointing to your house and telling folks that you're a souse. Though I admit I am a louse. It's so much fun to tell the neighbors that you're underneath the weather. And they ought to get together using you as an example to the kids of what a trample do if he is off the wagon. Now your reputation dragon cause you took an extra toddy. And I'm telling everybody that you're more than slightly dizzy. Now I've got you in the tizzy cause I'm such a very busy little busybody. I'm the death of every party. You should hear the thing. I say when truth and consequence we play I state the age of Mrs. Dunn I tell him she is 61 and that her face is lifted And her cargo slightly shifted There are couples kissing in the dark I use my flashlight for a lark And Joan is hugging Mortimer And she's engaged to Mr. Shore I'm hiding in the cuspid door And flash a light upon their face While they are locked in fun Embracing Mr. Shore then wrecks the place I'm such a busy body Breaking up a lovely party is on the scale and suddenly she's growing pale for in a chorus so endearing I have got the neighbors cheering darling what a lovely weight you weigh 188 you lick the pattern off the plate and then you bleed for more to eat you look just like a strange balloon that drifted to us from the moon and scientists must watch this step and see if you're a secret weapon that is how the gossip goes and all because I stick my nose in other people's dirty clothes a heavy winded guy am I don't need a breath to say goodbye because I'm such a busy little busy body busy booty here we go busy body Mr. Jerry Lewis. Yes, sir, Mr. Jerry Lewis. Yes, sir, Mr. Jerry Lewis. Here's the question that um, the hardcore fans are uh, wondering. Now that he's died, can, now can we um, get uh, the clown that 
was it the clown that cried or the clown that laughed? He made this film in the mid-70s, right, that was so appalling that um, he banned it from being released. He banned it from being released, right? And here's the story of the film. Um, He plays a Jewish clown who gets sent to a concentration camp um, and he is persuaded by the Nazis. Get ready, guys. This is... um, He gets persuaded by the Nazis to, as the clown, lead the children into the gas chamber. Now, that's a film that he made. He made that movie... And then afterwards went, I don't think we should release this. And there are snippets of it. Bizarrely, one of the few people to have seen the film is Harry Shearer from um, uh, Spinal Tap and um, The Simpsons. Um, uh, And he said, oh, it's a stinker. Um, But now that he's gone, I mean, he was the only one. I'm I'm, I'm expecting that that HMV will have that on DVD on Monday. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Paul Gascoigne claims he used to touch his England teammate Les Ferdinand's willy before games for good luck. Now, that's a story you don't um, expect to uh, see in the papers. It's quite grim. Again, this is quite a grim story. It sounds like Paul Gascoigne groomed Les Ferdinand. Listen, listen. Gazza, 50, said he scored and played a blinder after the first time. So it became a pre-match ritual. He told a charity event... I won't do the accent. He took his clothes off. You should have seen the size of his... I went, Les, please let me have one effing hold of that thing. leaves a bad taste in my mouth I went out and played a blinder so the next game at Wembley Les get it out the pair played for England together between 1993 um, and 1998 when the son asked Les 50 about the tale he said of Gaza he was away with the fairies that one so we just don't know um, uh, we just don't know how true that is but golly gosh doesn't that sound unpleasant? Imagine. Have I ever held another man's willy? I've, I, I've you know, I, for, as a parent, I've obviously, you know, I've, I've, I've touched my children's willies in an, in an appropriate way um, when they were babies. I don't think I've ever... You would remember something like that, wouldn't you? You would, you would remember something like holding another man's penis. So I'm 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 going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say I don't think I've ever. I, I'm going to say I've never held another man's penis. I'm 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 as I'm 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 as sure as I can be on that. But maybe it was so traumatic I, I, I blanked it. Oh, maybe it was so pleasurable I blanked it. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's take a quick break. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, 
344-499-1000 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. It's the last ten minutes of the show. Um, tomorrow, Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington uh, uh, on the show. I've, I've, uh, uh, here's the thing. I went out and recorded it today, right? Um, and they're so, uh, so funny. Um, and normally I would hand these, I would hand the data files over to Catherine Boyle to produce. But she's obviously um, bunking off. Um, so I edited it. Uh, I, and I'm not very good at editing. I can do it, but it takes me ages. And you can quite often hear the cuts. Uh, because I'm not very good at it. And I, I think, I think I've bleeped out all this. I'm pretty sure I've bleeped out all the Fs. I've left, I think, maybe one or two S's in there, because that's okay, but that bleeped out all the other S's, um, and I think that was as bad as it got. So I think, I think, it should be okay to play out tomorrow. Here's the thing, I can't listen back to it, because, um, I hate listening to me. I don't know how you lot do it. How do you lot listen to me? I, I can't do it. I hate the sound of my voice. Anyway, here's a story, guys, that's uh, that's really going to... Um, uh, oh, and by the way, David Hamilton will, uh, will be on later on in the week. I re- recorded an interview with David Hamilton, um, and that'll be on later on. That's good. That's a really, that's, do you know what? That's a really good um, uh, geeky um, chat. Um, uh, where we talk about radio and just life in general, but it's quite a geeky radio chat. He's 78 or 79, David Hamilton. And he was, it was, again, like a lot of those people of that generation are, he was waiting for the punchline. He was um, uh, waiting for me to take the mic. And afterwards he said, I really was worried. I, I, I Googled you and... Um, I read about you and I, I, you, you're a bit of a prankster and I was waiting for the, the piss tape. And I said, well, it, it isn't there. And I get why he thinks that. But the thing that swung it, the Tommy Cannon interview, that's what swung it. I don't know if he's friends with Tommy Cannon, but that's what swung it. Uh, and we'll play that out later in the week. Uh, here we go, guys. Now, uh, oh man, I shouldn't, I'm trying to lose weight and I'm going to read a story about roast dinners. What I wouldn't give now for some proper... I'm almost tempted to go home and cook roast potatoes, even though that would mean being up until about four o'clock in the morning. i got nothing planned tomorrow. Roast potatoes with mint sauce. Oh, I love it. Bathed in mint sauce. You're not having lamb. You're not having lamb. You can't have mint sauce. Oh, I'll put mint sauce on my chips if I... I love mint sauce. Mint... Mint sauce on chips. Yes, please. <sighs> Dirty. The traditional roast is vanishing as families opt for healthier and faster meals. We, are, we haven't had a roast dinner in our house for... I don't think we've ever had a roast dinner in the house that we live in, and we've lived there for about four or five years. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Doesn't that tell you so much? Not had a roast dinner. A, uh, the traditional... Uh, a survey found... The classic has dropped out of the nation's top five favourite meals for the first time. It's a lot of faff cooking a roast um, for, you know, basically the end results. It will be gone in uh, moments. But 
Flipping it. Where's a place that does a good roast? Because you've got to be careful getting a pub roast. Because I've been to pubs for roasts, and they're... They can sometimes you get they can be poncy where like the meal is served in a giant Yorkshire pudding. What's that? You know, you're not going to get a full meal in a giant Yorkshire pudding. Are you having a laugh? And um, uh, weekday roasts don't count, they just taste different. A weekday roast tastes different. I shouldn't read this, I'm trying to lose weight, but its popularity tumbled by 11% in a year. The Grocer magazine said. It means Brits <laughs> tucked into 157 million fewer roasts in the past year. That coincides with a fifth of us saying we've cut our meat intake. I've increased my meat intake from zero to shed loads of the stuff. I was a vegetarian for 26 years. And then about three or four years ago, I started eating meat secretly without telling anybody. And then one day I texted my wife and said, please don't ask me any questions. But tonight, could you cook me a steak and we'll talk about it afterwards? Oh, man. It's like taking LSD. Seriously. I could see connections that previously had been invisible. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Vegans, I respect them. Couldn't do it. I love cheese too much. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, cheese and, and, and dairy is harmful to cows. And do you know what? I'm prepared for a man to put a bolt through a cow's head, right? I'm prepared to drink the milk. I know, and I know it's, and I know it's, you know, it, 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 it's cruel and stuff, but I'm sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. Um, the grocer said, all right, grocer. Meat's place at the heart of a roast dinner could be under threat as side dishes gain a starring role. What the hell? What idiot wrote this? His, and you're right, uh, Jamie on the... Uh, Jamie is tweeting, Why would you rather every talk station going over the same subjects again and again? What would you rather? Or Ian Lee talking about roasts? I mean, guys... It's only because no buggers phoning in. And some nights it's like that. Phone in, phone in. And I know next week everyone will phone in. You just want to say hello to Kath. Oh, hello, Kath. I don't want to speak to you. I just want to say it's good to have you back. He was a bit lost without you. That Friday pre-book show was a car crash. He won't admit it, but it was a car crash. He won't admit it. In fact, he says he's going to do it again. Is that right? Oh, really? Try and talk him out of it. It's a bad idea. Uh, the, The traditional meat and two veg roast could use a revamp. 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 What do you mean, revamp? TV chef Rachel Green added, Traditionalism is great, but the roast needs shaking up. Let me just say that sentence again. The roast needs shaking up. Have you ever heard a more dead sentence than that? It doesn't need shaking up. Here's the thing, right? You just can't be, people can't be bothered to cook. It takes two hours to cook a roast. Two hours. And also it's two hours where um, it actually involves, for the first 40 minutes of that, quite a bit of work. You've got to do the parboil the potatoes and you've got to uh, heat the oven up and put the oil in and you've got to, you've got to do a bit of work. 
It's not like, you know, you, you, you whack it in and you just leave it and you come and get it. It's done. You've got, you got to go back and you got, if you want the good, the good spuds, you've got to baste the potatoes every 25 minutes. Get, oh, get a bit of oil over them. That's what you've got to do. It takes work and people cannot be bothered to do it because we are all lazy now. We're all really, really lazy. Veg, uh, says Rachel Green, TV chef. Veg are becoming the star of the show. A roast does not need to contain meat. Well, that's true. A roast dinner doesn't need to contain meat. I always like, in fact, I still miss a good bit. I, I enjoyed nut roast. I know it was always a bit of a, uh, you know, it was, it was a joke. Um, oh, nut roast. I enjoy a good, you get a good nut roast. Here's the thing. Every Christmas, Marks and Spencers would bring out a couple of uh, really fancy nut roasts just for Christmas. They only sold them for about a month and you had to get them quick because uh, they um, uh, they sell they sell out. And they're all oh, I always buy two. Put one in the freezer. Have it later in the year. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Daryl May of poultry supplier Moy Park said preparing a roast dinner was too time-consuming for many families. Here was, this is it. This is the answer. We're lazy and we're dumb. We are dumb. I remember the first time I cooked a roast, I was at Halls in university, and I had to phone my mum up for the instructions, and I had to phone her up three times whilst cooking it. And then I made it, and it was huge, and it was delicious, and I'd made it, and it was so satisfying. He added dishes such as a traditional roast, which demand a longer cooking time, are declining in popularity. The survey found that sandwiches remain the nation's favourite food. What? Sa- sandwiches? It's not food. I mean, technically, it is a food. You eat it, but... Roasts, which have been in fifth place in last year's food popularity survey, were replaced by soup. You absolute morons. Soup. Sweet Lord. Soup. I can't remember the last time I had soup. Although saying that I'm eating these... um, um, Here we go. This is good. Oh, I meant to do the whole show about this and I forgot. Um, uh, For some reason, I don't know why... Um, the Daily Express has done a thing about TV regions. TV regions? We were Thames, but if we used the black and white portable, we could get um, TVS. Southern. Um, Here we go. So it tells you that we've got a a list here of uh, different regions and their prime programmes. Tick them off at home on your uh, play-at-home uh, Ian Lee bingo cards, which I'm hoping you all got. Oh, we should do that, actually. That's that. Now, there's an idea. Um, we'll make print-at-home bingo cards. That's what I'll do tomorrow. This is what... There we go. Tomorrow. Or maybe next week. I don't know if I can be bothered. But one day, I'll make play-at-home um, bingo cards, and you can tick off um, stuff. And um, they'll all be the same, though. Yorkshire, famed for classic comedy such as Rising Damp, In Loving Memory and Duty Free. Hapless holidaymaker Keith Barron. 
the company began broadcasting from Leeds in 1968. Its most enduring programme was Emmerdale, which first appeared in October 1972 under the title Emmerdale Farm, and which until 1978 was only shown in the afternoons. Um, actually, that's boring. That's boring. There's only two minutes left of the show. I'm going to do some boring things to fill. So, we'll just... I have nothing to say. I feel I've said everything that has to be said in tonight's show. I have nothing else to add. So come back tomorrow. Um, uh, 10 o'clock, we'll have Tim Heidecker and uh, Greg Turkington. Most of you won't know who they are, but they're worthy of coming back. So let us just, for the last minute or so... Let us just sit in silence um, before we flick the switch, play some adverts, and then link up with TalkSport. Oh, now now we get a call. What what do you want? We're sitting in silence. Dead air. No, you can't let that happen. I'm letting it happen. Let let it happen. Sit 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 silently. Don't do it. I'm doing it. No, don't do it. I'm doing it. Okay. Sit silently with me. Stay stay there. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Feels good, doesn't it? No, not at all. Yeah, dead air. Oh, you'd, you'd lose your job in America. They'd, they'd fire you so quick. Well, we're in the UK. I know. What, what's a Yorkshire pudding? What is that thing? <laughs> that was the worst American accent I've ever heard. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Cass. Back tonight at 10. Until then, from me, ta-ta.